0: episode 76 of coffee and co-read your source for all things literary with Kristen
1: and katherine where we believe there's nothing better than a hot coffee and an awesome book join us for our virtual book club where we take one book a month and dive into all the drama adventure and romance we can find hey Kristen. hi katherine so our would you rather today is cruel I think (laughs) Um, it's a I think it's a really hard one but the question today is reread your least favorite book once a month or never read your favorite book again so we've talked about it a million times that we love rereading books that we love (laughs) yes we're big rereaders in this oh yeah Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This one makes it super hard. Do really? you have any
0: opinions? I don't think this is hard at all. Oh really? I would a million percent rather re reread my least favorite book once a month than give up my favorite book.
1: I know, but like, have you ever had months where like you can barely read a book? Yeah,
0: but like I guess if we're talking reread your least favorite book, like that's not specifying, like, format. So, like, oh, yeah. you could listen to it, and maybe you accidentally fall asleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen to it three times speed.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I think you could, you know. Although, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to name my least
1: favorite book. I was thinking that, too. I was like, you kind of have to have, like, something in mind. Yeah. Like, like I can't.
0: To make the stakes real. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I'm trying to think of, like, my least favorite book. And I mean, like, I guess, would it be books that, like, maybe I didn't finish because I just wasn't into them? Like...
1: And would it, like, would you be allowed to change it? Because I guess, like, books that you could probably find something to like in a book if you had to read it every month is mm -hmm. the other thing. Like, I feel like if you start liking it, do you then have to change it? <laughs>
0: oh my God, this has me I, thinking now of all these like obscure books that I've read, and i now I'm actually thinking about it. I'm remembering books that I've read that I actually really enjoy that are like really <laughs> obscure
1: <laughs> like it would have to be a short book, <laughs> yeah. I'd, like, pick a children's book. This is my least favorite. Oh, you know what, actually? Is that a book? Oh. Oh, my God. I had something and I lost it. I'll Love You Forever.
0: I Love You Forever is your least favorite book? <laughs> I hated
1: that book. Really? I
0: like, haven't read I it I love you forever. I, was a child. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be?
1: Yeah. You hate that book? I did. I, I haven't read it since I was a child, but I hated it. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I I honestly can't think of like there's a one random book that I I rented out, like I borrowed on Libby, and I read like the first chapter, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling this. Yeah, but that,
1: like that's hard too because if I'm with Libby, you only get it after like so much time and then you might not be in the mood to read it then and like
0: oh my god how many books do I have I like borrowed and then left in my library and just not read them
1: exactly same all the time (laughs) yeah I don't know man I think the hardest part of this one would be picking my least favorite book (laughs) yeah I mean could I pick
0: like a really crap, not a crappy, like, maybe I'd pick Othello from Shakespeare. It's really like, it's a downer. Yeah. And it's a play, so it goes real fast. You
1: could just watch it, maybe.
2: Mmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smart.
1: It's a smart thing to do. But yeah, obviously I would have to be able to reread my favorite books,
2: because. Yeah.
0: But Can you imagine oh. never being able to pick up your favorite book again? And, like, if we're talking about all formats, then we would have to cancel out, like, so, like, for you, if your favorite book was TOG, that means if yep. they ever made a movie or a series, you wouldn't be able to watch that either. Yeah. If we're talking about being able Which to Which might be fine.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. Maybe it would be okay, because... <laughs> ugh. Ugh. God. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You'd have to. Yeah, I would totally. It seems like, yeah. like reread your favorite book once a year is doable, mm-hmm. but some months I barely finish one book. Or like Some months I might not even get through one if I'm just not, if I'm busy or if I'm like, it just seems like so much to finish it in a month. Yeah. I'd have no time to read anything else. Yeah. Especially if it takes you a while to get through it because you don't like it. I guess he'd eventually just be able to like read it like from memory. Oh, do you know what?
0: I have a least favorite book. Yeah. The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton and Everybody Can Hate Me. No, I lied. <laughs> Catcher in the Friggin' Rye. I hated that book.
1: I don't think I read either. Of those.
0: Hated it with a passion of a thousand suns. I used to argue with my high school English teacher about how terrible the book was and why they were making us study it. it. was stupid. Fair. And he was like, he used to argue back to me that, like, this is a classic. And I'm like, a classic in awfulness? <laughs> and you know what's even worse? I've worked with him as an adult.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: And, like, we are, like, we're colli- we're colleagues and, like, I mean, I'm not going to say friends, but, like, you know, we're friendly, and that is what he remembers about me.
1: And you're like, I still hate the fucking (laughs) book.
0: Yes, I do, and if I ever have to teach high school English again, I will not teach that book. I will avoid it at all costs. I'll pick any other book. Yeah. But the same thing with now, because Outsiders is a close second, I just don't like it, um, And I'm gonna be teaching grade 8 English, and that's normally when you do it. I literally brought home, like, nine books from school that are other options that I'm reading over the summer so that I can avoid doing that book. I don't want to. I I don't want
1: to. Don't do it. Don't force kids to read shitty books.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, and we're getting off on a tangent here, but I find that the issue with, like, school novels is that they're, they tend to be, like, this, like, big, a- like, I don't know, they just tend to be really, like, allegorical and, like, you know, deep thinking and, like, referencing other things and, you know, saying something about society and, like, you know what I mean? Like, really, mm-hmm. like, books that you can dissect and pull apart, yeah. which is fine. Like, I understand that that's important but a lot of times those books are boring yeah like the same thing it's like they're you know oscar movies like i i personally do not find those books those movies entertaining those ones that that really want you to like think about life and blah 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 and they're like weird yeah i hate that yeah so like I want to pick books to study that kids will actually find entertaining and not like ones where oh what's the metaphor in this. Yeah, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I get that. I it really does make you dislike reading. Yeah. And like I never thought I would, but then I remember in high school I used to be like why like this book sucks. Why are we reading this? Yes. It's ridiculous.
0: And this is coming from somebody who, like, both of us love books. We love, like, yeah. we're both Shakespeare fans, like. And some
1: classics are really good, obviously. Yeah. It's not like all classics are bad or anything, but.
0: Dracula, P and P, I know you do. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's true. Even friggin', like, Oliver Twist is okay, but it
1: is so long. Yeah. I don't know. Needed better editors. <laughs> anyway,
0: besides yeah. the point, tangent wise, I would still choose to reread my least favorite book once a month in order to still have access to my favorite.
1: Yes, 100%. You do anything you to be able for favorite. your favorite book again. Anything. Anything, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. God. Um, so, just a heads up we're not a spoiler free zone and things might get saucy.
0: Yeah, I don't remember if they get saucy this week,
1: kind of in a rapey way. Mm, yeah, I have. We don't really get into it till next week, though.
0: Yeah. Um. So last week, uh, it was our first week of *A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire* by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Uh, this week we are it is week two. We are reading chapters twelve to twenty-two. Uh, and we left off last week, um, so essentially the whole week last week was, uh, Castiel trying to convince Poppy to marry him, and her being like, heck no, uh, <laughs> she did, she, like, even ran from him and tried to, like, escape in order to do that, and then he had to rescue her because Craven attacked, and, like. The whole thing. They finally agree that they're going to get married uh, on the condition that um, Castile helps Poppy get access to her brother. And he also tells her that when she is ready for a divorce, she can have him.
1: So, but. Which is like so funny. Cause... Like, how
0: does she not understand the wording of that? Yeah. But whatever. So then they have to convince Alistair. This um, woven that is, like, uh, advisor to the king and queen. They have to try and convince him that their wedding is real. Their marriage is real. And the last sort of words that Alistair says is, uh, like, you know, Castile, she's great, but do you really plan to keep her? <laughs> and so then this week... <laughs> right where he we left off he says well of course i wouldn't be marrying her if i didn't plan on keeping her which is sort of like a moment for me yeah
1: you know what i mean it is it is an all but then she's like he's only saying i know which obviously you would think the same thing and a lot of her feelings like i know we're in her head and i get frustrated with her a lot of her feelings are a hundred percent what ours would be anyway yeah like if you were actually in this situation obviously you wouldn't think that this person loved you no
0: no you're right Uh, but i'm still like can't you tell (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's super confused because either and i don't i just don't get why she's confused either he is telling the truth or he's lying so why would this confuse you? You know it's one of the two.
1: Yeah, I think it's less confused. She's just like, it it confuses her feelings. I think cause she's like, it's so sweet to hear something like that, and then she's like, it's not real. But then her brain's like, it sounds real. like her heart falls in love.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway. So yeah, she's like, I know that we're gonna separate after the. After their plan. Their plan of... Their plan, which is stupid. Their plan, <laughs> like, hey, I've married her, so now if you guys don't want war, give us everything we want.
1: Like, Including obviously... Including the death of the king and king.
0: Yeah. King and
2: king. King and king. King. Uh, yeah. King and queen,
0: yeah. 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 So, it's, like, the worst plan of all plans.
1: It's not a great plan. It's a t- It's like... <laughs> It's like clearly clearly they don't need to be married for this. No so Obviously he's getting something out of it. Yeah. So like that should be your baseline of like <laughs> he obviously wants to marry her or yeah. he wouldn't have come up with this stupid plan. Yeah. <laughs> and like I think it
0: makes sense like they're not telling anybody about this plan at all because they know that everybody would be like this plan sucks. Yes. Just ransom her already.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they all say and then he rip someone's heart out. That's true.
0: Anyway, so Castile then continues that like Poppy intrigued him from the first moment and Alistair is like, Oh yeah, she is pretty unique for a maiden and like she keeps saying like, Oh yeah, for a maiden, and oh yeah, when she was the maiden and like Castile gets like really annoyed and he tells Alistair that like if he calls her the maiden one more time, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> And do you know what though? So like I'm obviously like I've read this book and I I really enjoyed Alistair the first time mm-hmm. I read this book. Yeah. And the more times I read it, the more I dislike him.
1: Oh yeah. Interesting. I don't I don't remember anything past this week because I haven't gotten that far yet.
0: But like I I just find that like he's he's doing some subtle like undermining that I don't appreciate. Mm -hmm. But like the first time around I didn't I don't know if it's just that I didn't notice it or if I just like glossed over it or I don't know. I just I notice it so much now that I can get into like the finer details. Do you
1: think that part of it is because he reminds her of victor and you have a burning hatred for victor
0: now could be could be uh but yeah she does reference however so many times like oh he reminds me of victor oh he reminds me of victor oh he's
1: doing what victor would
0: do Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) anyway so like obviously like castile calling alistair out and being like we're gonna have a problem Alistair's like, ooh, okay. So then he like tells the guys at the table that came with him, like came with his group, says like, go get the horses ready, because we're gonna go check the roads. And like they all get up and go do like make move to go, except for Niall, Neil, like Nile
1: whatever. I think it's Nile Niall. Nail with two L's.
2: Nail. (laughs) Maybe it is Nail.
0: Uh, Nile and Delano. Everybody else gets up to go, except for those two. And Castile's like, I think you're forgetting, like, who commands who here. Because, like, I guess because Delano and Nile didn't get up, Alistair's, like, looking at them, like, I just gave you an order, like, get up, go. And they're just like sitting there because they're like, hmm, you're not my, you're not my prince, yeah. And so Castile has to be like, hey Alistair, like I think you're forgetting who rules who, and like, and he's like, don't forget, if I were to call those guys back, they would come, and like, yeah. the two that didn't leave, they're not going until I say they're going. So like, I think you're forgetting, like don't forget who the commander is. Around here. So, like, there's definitely some, like, pushback here. Some, like, push and pull. Yeah. And, like...
1: Especially, like, because I think at some point, or maybe it was last week, they say he's kind of like an uncle mm -mm. to, uh, to him and Kieran. So, it is, like, a weird situation to, like, go from being someone's uncle-type figure, and then they're Higher in command than you, basically. So yeah, yeah. I get the, I, I get it, but it's also like obviously he's he's the prince, dude. Back off. Yeah, and he just ripped someone's heart out. I don't think I can state that enough. <laughs> and there were people pinned to the fucking walls earlier. Yeah, I, you know,
0: <laughs> he is not above getting his hands dirty. Yeah. Um. So like, Alistair's like, oh, of course I didn't forget. Like being all like, you know, uh coy about it we'll say. Um, but then he asks, like, can I speak freely? And then sort of like is insinuates that maybe Poppy shouldn't be there for the conversation. And Castile's like, She can stay. Like whatever you say in front of me, you can say in front of her. And he sort of like references how like he sort of like brings up the ransom idea. And Poppy's like, I know about that, like, FYI. Like you don't have to You don't have to, like, secretly talk about it. I know all about it. Yeah. Which he's like, what? You do? (laughs) Anyway, he essentially, like, says, like, I know how you feel about your brother Malik," And, like, is this marriage a ploy to get your brother back? And Castile, like, has to sort of, like, try and assure him that, no, I do believe, like, my brother is gone. I will never get him back and he says like maybe marrying
1: poppy will give us some bargaining power but like
0: i definitely have feelings for her
1: so i'd want if i were them i'd be like Alistair, how do you think that this would help us cuz <laughs> yeah I, if i were if i were castiel i'd send poppy away and be like how could this help if me marrying her how could this help us get my brother back cuz i think i'd like to shit
0: yeah <laughs> Um, Alistair then says, like, he wants to talk to Poppy alone, to make sure that she isn't being, like, coerced into this marriage. Um, so, like, Castiel lets her go with him, and they chat a little bit about how she's been trained and how she can fight, and he's really surprised that she learned how to fight, and, like, she talks about Victor and, you know, how he helped her. Um, and... He also so like this is the start of the cattiness at this point from from Alistair. Because then he's like, you know, uh, in an you know, in another if things had been different, you know, like I love Castile, like if things had been different he he would have been my son. Yeah. And she's like, Wait, what? What do you mean? And he's like, Oh, Castile's been in love before and he was engaged to my daughter, Shay and that's why I was so shocked to hear of the engagement because he didn't think Castile would ever let himself love that way again. So, He's like, an immortal man. Well, yeah. Like, come on. But like, still, like planting this seed in her head—that's sketch. It is. It's really shitty. Like yes.
1: making her doubt herself because someone loved someone, however many years ago. I don't remember a whole lot of this, but I do know that, like, they were in love before he was captured. Yes. So that was a long-ass time ago. Yeah. I'm gonna call it that.
0: <laughs> we're thinking, like, he was captured and held for 50 years. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, 70-ish years ago, because we don't know how long he's been loose.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, really, though. Well, his brother, how long has his brother been... Because they were like, he's been captured for this long, and he's definitely dead, even though it's, I'm pretty sure Castile was captured for longer. Yeah. go off. Anyway.
0: But yeah, so it's just like, no, dude, you don't do that. Like, you can tell that he's doing some subtle undermining here. Um, yeah. But then he has the audacity to say that Poppy reminds him of Shay, and maybe that's why Castile is drawn to her. Like, what a dick thing to say. You don't say that to somebody. Oh, you're just like my daughter who's dead, who he loved before. That's probably why he likes you.
1: Yeah, that's real shitty. Isn't
0: that shitty? That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. But, like, again, when I first read this book the first time, I completely glossed over this. I did too, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's a shitty thing to say. It is. And then. Oh, sorry.
1: No, I'm just the whole bringing it up is shitty, and, like, I kind of, the first time, I was like, ooh, this seems, like, he's trying to put some space between them, like, it's clearly a tactic to put some space between them, and I kind of did catch that the first time, but I didn't realize how shitty it is towards her so yes! yeah, yeah, good point.
0: Uh. Anyway, and then he also adds, like, she's like, oh, well, she's obviously dead, how did she die? And he's like, oh, her death is not my story to share. And it's like, actually, it kind of would be. It's your child. (laughs) Like, her and Castile were not even married yet. Like, yeah. It kind of is your story to share.
1: I think the issue turns out to be that he doesn't know the whole story. Yes. So I am glad that he doesn't because then she'd be misinformed and it'd be another miscommunication thing (laughs) that would make me want to blow my brains out. Yeah. But (laughs) I'm glad he didn't. But it's also more like, it's so shitty. It's like making her seem like an angel and like, like Shay, like an angel that did nothing wrong and she just died and now Castiel's sad forever type thing. Yeah. And like, he's never going to get over it.
0: Yeah. And like, just the fact that like, he can't give her, not closure, it's not the right word, but like, he brings her up and puts her in her mind, but then doesn't tell her everything
1: yeah and it's definitely like he knows that Castile doesn't talk about her, so he thinks that this is like it's so manip- manipulative I hate
2: that word <laughs> uh'
1: cause it's hard to say <laughs> um but he knows that Castile probably won't talk about her, so he's assuming that she'll go ask him and then he'll get mad or something like it's it's really shitty, yeah. So shitty.
0: (sighs) Anyway, so he says, like, her death's not my story, but maybe one day Castile will find it in his heart to share the story with you, as if, like, he doesn't love her enough now. He doesn't trust her enough to share it right yet.
1: And they're engaged. Yeah. So,
0: manipulation! Yeah. So manipulative. Yeah.
1: So shitty. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, so then he tells her, like, you know, if you are being forced into this marriage, if you are being coerced, like, I'll help you escape, and I'll find somewhere for you, and I'll keep you away from anybody that will do her harm, like, he's very father-figuring, like, do you need me to help you get out? I totally will. And again, it reminds her of Victor. So she's like crying a little bit. And he's like, oh my God, it's true. You are being forced into this marriage because she's like
1: crying. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But then she has to be like, thank you. Like, no. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being used. And like, I think the word choice there is very important. So like, she says she's not being used because she's not. She's a willing participant in this ruse uh, to get, like, because she needs Castile to help her with her brother.
1: And, like, it's, yeah, she's not, it's smart. She's not lying to him. No. It's the truth.
0: Yeah. Um, so they walk back, like, I guess they had taken a little walk outside, and they're on their way back in, and she asks him if it's possible that her parents have been looking for help from someone like him, because I guess she heard through the grapevine that, um, Years ago, during, like, years ago when Poppy was small, and I guess maybe during the war and a little bit after the war, um, people like Alistair would help, uh, people in solace with Atlantean blood help them escape. And there were a few people like it, um, but it was like an underground network of people helping Atlanteans, like, escape back into Atlantia. Uh So, she asks, like, if it's possible that her parents did that, and that's why they were leaving. Um, because she says she vaguely remembers her dad meeting someone, but she she says, like, she can't remember who it is. And he's like, you know, there's not very many of them around still, but, like, those, the ones that are still around, I'll ask. And so then she says, like, um what are your parents' names? And she says their names are Coralina and Leopold, which are lovely names. Coralina is just a really nice name. Yeah. Uh, And then he brings her to the library where Castile is and leaves her with him and Kieran. Uh, So they chat a little bit, I guess her and Kieran Castile, about expectations that Castile's dad has. Um, and apparently he needs to become king, like when he gets back cause that's what his parents want um because apparently kings and queens of Atlantia are only allowed to rule for four hundred years, and then either a child of theirs takes over or someone can challenge the whole family for the for the role for the crown um and his parents have been ruling for longer than four hundred years because Malik was supposed to take over, but then he was captured. Uh, and so now they want Castile to take over. Castile doesn't want to take over because that is sort of him giving up and saying, like, that his brother is beyond reach and he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. And the only reason that their parents are still king and queen is because nobody has challenged them for the role. But anybody could at
1: any time. Yeah. But it's funny because they're on their way back and he didn't tell her any of this. I think I would have murdered him. (laughs) <laughs> like, obviously, like, he's a prince, so, like, yeah, there's a possibility that he could one day, but, like, you're not actually thinking that he will become king.
0: Yeah. And I guess this also didn't really occur to Poppy, like, right, if I marry him, he <laughs> becomes king. That'll make me the queen. Yeah. Like, it never really entered into her head.
1: And, I mean, it sort of should have, I
0: think. Well, Yes. Uh, so, they sort of agree that, like, they have to, they have to try and convince, like, Alistair especially. They really have to convince him that they're in love and they do want to get married. So, Poppy spends the rest of the day in the library. I guess Castile and, Castile goes and does, like, princely things um kieran like hangs out with her sort of guarding her uh and she ends up finding like a book behind a book and it's like a just a census like a book of records from 800 years ago and apparently there are like lists of like all different types of atlanteans that died off during the war and Kieran leans over to get a better look at the book that she's looking at, and he touches her arm accidentally and gets a shock that really surprises him. And while this doesn't seem important now, it comes into play <laughs> much later. Like, at the very end of this book.
1: I was going to say it has to be in this book, because I didn't read much of Book three, But
0: mostly, I- but it does, like, factor in a lot in Book 3, but very, very end yeah. of Book 2. Uh... So, yeah, so we're going to put that, put that away for now. (laughs) Keep it in your back pocket. (laughs) Noted. So Castiel then comes in and like him and Karen switch places. So then Karen leaves and Castiel and Poppy have some alone time and they talk more about uh, the bloodlines that she's seeing in the book. So this is sort of our, like our world building moment. Um. So like they're looking at the different bloodlines in the book, and apparently there's like wyverns, which I also don't understand because apparently the wyvern bloodline could shift into giant cats. When I think of a wyvern, that's not that's not real. I don't think of cat, but
1: it's spelled the same way as wyvern, is it? I because a wyvern is it like think
0: so the way it's spelled in this book is W I V E R N wyvern, mm. but I think. It's W-Y-V-E-R-N, so I don't know if that, maybe it's pronounced Wyvern, I don't know, but I just think it's a bit odd using that same word.
1: Mm-hmm. It's an archaic spelling of the other yeah, word. And the definition, we've done this before on this podcast, talked about the difference between dragons and wyverns, mm-hmm. but it's a fire-breathing dragon, basically. Yeah, It's...
0: So I don't understand why they can, because, because, so, there are wyverns that can shift into giant cats, and then there are drakens that can turn into
1: dragons. <laughs> so. Interesting. Yeah. It, yeah it, it seems like you could just use a different word. Yeah. Like, why, kiverns. Yes. Kitterns. Yes, there you go. Caterns. Yeah. Like, literally
0: anything else. Yeah. But. Sometimes. was a choice. <laughs> uh, and there are also then Serene, who were like mermaids,
1: yeah, uh, sirens, yeah, yes.
0: yeah. Uh, but apparently a lot of these bloodlines faded even before the war, just from like, just interbreeding. Uh, so then they start talking about other. So there is this bl- set like this class of um of atlanteans called centurions which were like a warrior class so like they used their powers in battle but again a lot of them died uh before the war in an uprising of the elemental atlanteans which is like castile against the deities who were the daughters or who were the kids of the gods uh, and in the end, all the deities were killed except for the one on the throne until he was finally killed for creating the first Vampire, which is King Malik. So it turns out King Malak was a deity, not uh, not an Atlantean. a deity. Uh, so the centurions, the warrior race of Atlanteans, had different powers. So there was a primordial line who could summon Earth. There were pyros that could use fire. Others were necromancers. Uh, the Sumerians could make it nighttime. And then there were empaths that could read the emotions of others and amplify that emotion. So that's what Castile believes Poppy's bloodline is. She be- He believes that she's from an ancient bloodline of empaths. But this is sort of... Okay, so I like... I'm not knocking this... I'm not complaining, but this is what I'm talking about when I talk about this book being confusing. Uh-huh. Right? So, like, we've got yeah. gods, we've got deities, we've got elemental Atlanteans, we've got, uh, like, shapeshifter Atlanteans, then we've got these war- different pass- different bloodlines of warrior Atlanteans, and it's just like, just like, I just feel like it could be so much simpler. Yes.
1: It kind of, in a way reminds me of like how confusing crescent city is the first book i was like why do we need this much shit and i know it's because of everything else she had planned and i feel like it's the same with this book is like because she's come out with another series that's about maybe the gods maybe their children i can't remember i didn't read it because i haven't caught up on the rest of it right but like she's trying to branch out and do like Different things with this one world, and I think it's hard to stick all of this information in a book in like conversation between characters. Like you, I I don't know how else you can really do it, but there's just too much, and it's too confusing.
0: And like, I feel like so I appreciate that Poppy was sheltered. So yeah, she's got mm-hmm. she's you know she's. Gonna be curious about things, but I feel like using the excuse of I just have a million questions, it's just used a lot, especially in this book. It's like her and Kieran have a running gag of why am I surprised you have more questions, and it's used like a bajillion times as the excuse of explaining world building stuff. And like, I appreciate she's got you know, there's this huge world that needs to be explained. But if it can't be done succinctly, then maybe it needs to be pared down a bit. Yeah. Because I am overwhelmed. And yeah. this is like two pages of conversation and I'm overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. And like, I just, I feel like some of it could have been left out of here anyway. Like, we don't really at this point need to know about the other bloodlines that no. have, that are no longer exist. Like, if, if some they can bring that up later. Yeah. I know it is weird to be, like, <laughs> I also don't like when books do that sometimes. Like, if, if one of these bloodlines is coming back, they're like, oh, remember this bloodline you never heard about? I don't love that either. But there there has to be, yeah, there's too much in this one scene.
0: Yeah. But, like, I, I appreciate
1: the effort. Yeah. But it just, it does mean that, like, you either need to have, like, notes or you need to reread it to be able to understand the rest of the books in the series.
0: Yeah. Uh, And it only gets like you would think like at least with Crescent City it gave us everything up front and then you went on with the plot. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like everything was put up front. There was like world building for like the first five to six chapters and then it was like yeah okay plot. Yeah. This it's like a little bit of plot world building little bit of plot, world building. A little bit of plot, we're building. And it just, like... Yeah. yeah.
1: It, felt, it felt clunky in Crescent City, too. It was, like... I was, like, this is a lot to be throwing at us right now. Yeah. Like, when when we were reading it, too. So I don't know... I don't know what I'd prefer, but... Yeah. It's just a lot. And, like, I know it is a fantasy thing. But the other thing is, like... A lot of these books are supposed to be romantic and I appreciate fantasy, but I'm not getting in this for like <laughs> yeah. the Lord of the Rings style <laughs> conflicts and like all that yeah. stuff like I can read Lord of the Rings for that. <laughs> I can read other fantasy books that are marketed as fantasy. It's just a bit confusing confusing for romantic books yeah, which like I get that fantasy and women's fantasy books because that's mainly what they are is marketed towards women like they can definitely be just as complex as regular fantasy books i just don't know if i need that in my fantasy books yeah i'm like i don't know i'm not know not i am not trying to sit down and learn too much when i'm reading my books (laughs) and maybe that's an issue with me and maybe i'm just not smart enough to grasp all of this but like it just seems like too much
0: Anyway, complaint over. We're going to get some action now in a second, so it makes up for it. So, mm-hmm. not that kind of action. No. Okay. So, uh, Nile comes in, like, so, you know, I guess Castile sort of says, oh, I think you're an empath. And she's like, oh, cool. And then Nile comes in and says that they have visitors, that the Ascended are here. Bum bum bum. So they obviously take action immediately. Castile orders the staff in the keep. So like they're in a like not a castle, but like in a you know, a keep. Uh and he says like hide the children and whatever you do, don't antagonize the ascended. Um and he like hauls Poppy through like a like a little not a secret a back but he like takes her out through the back, essentially. And like through the kitchen. Um, and he says that, like, he's planning on, they go essentially, like, hide in the woods while the Ascender are there. But they see a carriage with a royal crest on it and realize that they sent royal knights. And the royal knights are, like, an elite class of soldiers.
1: Yeah, this is another thing that I'm like, this is just adding another layer that I don't know... Because they're just they are ascended,
0: but but she didn't know they were ascended. Oh, that's the thing. She thought they were just humans, and they were just like elite trained warriors. But it turns out that they're just they're ascended, but they are they're still trained
1: more than the usual ascendants because they don't train at all. Yeah, for some reason.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so the ascended line everybody up, including the children. That they find, I'm assuming. Like, if they hid most of the children, I would assume they wouldn't have all of them. Um, And Castiel asks Poppy, like, what are you going to do? Like, you can go turn yourself in. Like, they're right there. Because at this point, he knows, like, that she ran so she could get to her brother. So, like, go turn yourself in. Like, look, they're right here. They'll bring you right to your brother. You know, like, you can be free of this, especially, like, you don't really want to marry me. Um, but, he, but she sort of, like, is like, no, like, you were sort of right. I have a better chance of getting to my brother with you than with these guys. Because, like, they might not bring me where I need to go. And her and Cass sort of get into a little fight because he's pissed, like, now <laughs> that she was going to give herself up. Like that,
1: like now she would have she would have died before she made it anyway. Well, yeah,
0: but he's pissed that that was her plan, that her plan was to find the ascended and and try and get into the capital city, find her brother, and then still manage to sneak out afterwards. And he thinks it's stupid, and he's mad at her about it. And he's like, "Your plan is stupid, and I refuse to carve your name on that wall." And it's like, it's adorable, but at the same time, dude, like, you're 24 hours late with this annoyance.
1: Yeah. If you were- and you were also annoyed last night, or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, this is enough. She realized her mistake. She just admitted she realized her mistake again when she's, like, able to run to the Ascended easily right now. So. Yeah. Let's, let's
0: kill this. Yes. Let's just, just drop it. Uh, so the knights question Elijah, who's, like, I guess speaking, I, like, I don't know if he's, like, the leader, but, like, the head guy in the town. So they question him about Lord Halverston, and Lord Halverston is the supposed, like, ascended who who rules this town. Um, He's dead, but they don't know that. Uh, so they're like, well, where is he? And he's like, well, I guess he's hunting. And they're like, well, we checked his cabin, and doesn't seem like anyone's been there for a while. And he was like, well, then I guess he's somewhere else. Like, And he sort of gives them a little bit of attitude, like, I don't appreciate you, like, insinuating this, and, like, you've got the children out in the cold, and, like, he's given a bit of mm-hmm. Uh, And then some guy comes out of the carriage, and, like, Poppy is, like, shocked that he's there, but said, like, he always seemed nice and, like, didn't really press, like, he was appropriate with her when she met him in the yeah. past. Um, but it's Lord Chaney. And he asked about the group that arrived with them a few days ago. And apparently there was a girl with him. And Elijah and Magda both lie and say, no one arrived and there was no woman. uh, Like... Not not true. But then Mrs. Tully or Tulis gets out of the carriage and Castile then tells Poppy, like, shit, like, go get underground. Like, you shouldn't see this. He knows he's gonna have to intervene now. Uh, and Lord Cheney asks again what Mrs. Tulis said, and Mrs. Tulis said that the maiden was here, but Elijah reiterates that there is no maiden here. Tongue in cheek little Cause she ain't a maiden no more. Wink wink wink. It's true. Um and he actually says there is no maiden here, not in any sense of the word.
2: Ha! <laughs> That's good. Ah. She lost her V card.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I guess because Elijah is so insistent. Lord Cheney then flies to Mrs. Toulouse and cracks her neck and kills her. Yeah. And everyone is sort of like, why did you do that? And he was like, well, if there's no maiden here, then she obviously lied. So her punishment, her punishments deserved. So that's sort of like an E. It's intense. Man. Yeah. Um, then he asks, like, if she was telling the truth, then that means all of you are dissenters and lying. And no one says anything. Uh, and then one of the knights just slashes the stomach of one of the people in line and the guy just says, like, fuck you, dude. And spits on him. So the knight just decapitates him. and Just takes his head off. Which is amazing. Like, not actually amazing, but, like, I love that the guy just said, fuck you, and, like, yeah. he's, like, his, like, organs are, like, falling out of his <laughs> stomach, and he's like, fuck you. yeah,
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah.
1: It shows how much tougher they are. Like, physically and mentally. Yeah. I think, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, then, that same night decides to be a real dick, and grabs a child, and puts his sword to the child's throat. And... Chaney is like trying to convince them like tell me where the maiden is and like we'll let you all go we'll let you all leave we'll leave you guys in peace but Elijah tells him like he doesn't believe that he will let he was like I don't believe that so he's not gonna say anything (laughs) but then he also says like I'm not the one hiding behind a child which is like you go Elijah but also like oh Elijah. There's still a child yeah. there.
1: <laughs> Let's not get the child killed. Oh, yeah,
0: dude. Like, ugh. Anyway, at this point, Castile has seen enough. The child is in danger. So he gets out of his hiding place and tells Chaney that he has the maiden and he isn't giving her back. Like, hmm. or, I mean, he obviously introduces himself first. Yeah. I'm the dark one! I got her and I'm not giving her back. Woo. Woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which point Cheney changes and his teeth come out and his eyes go black and he gets all like murdery. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment where some of the knights change too. And this is what shocks Poppy because she said there are not supposed to be ascended in the royal army. They're all supposed to be mortals. Because the ascended are supposed to live in the lap of luxury because they're ascended. Yeah, they're gifts they're from the gods. Uh, Castile had left Poppy, her bloodstone dagger next to her, because, I guess, I don't remember if she had it, like, if she had it when she escaped? I don't think no, she, she did. No, she didn't, when
2: she, she didn't, because she
1: lost it. She lost at it. At the end of the last book. Yeah. When they attacked she was, him. yeah, she left it in the shed, and she was gonna go back for it, and then she was like, that is how you die. Yeah
0: so she hasn't had it since then uh so turns out he was holding on to it for her the whole time and when he went out he actually left it on the grass next to her sort of saying like here protect yourself let's fight um and she watches the fight break out and she notices the similarity between how the ascended fight and how the craven fight so like she's really seeing like that ascended are actually way closer to craven than expected uh and she sees the ascended being stabbed by bloodstone and it's like super gross she says they like i called the term they voldemort because they like yeah. they just like disintegrate <laughs> into ash Oh god! so they do they so voldemorted bad. yeah
1: uh
0: and so like poppy's like oh shit so she finally starts to like get in on the battle and she sees the knight that had the child at knife point head over to the stable and she's like oh shit he's gonna eat that kid which is like just inappropriate at the time like there's a battle breaking out and you're going for a snack like snack, yeah, right like it's just a little bit like save the snack for after the battle if you've won
1: yes maybe it's his last meal maybe Maybe he knows he ain't leaving.
0: Yeah. So Poppy, like, sneaks up on him and throws her dagger at him. So, it, like, and it gets him right in the eye, right in the brain, which is an amazing shot. Didn't even get his last bite. No. Uh. Then another knight finds her, and she has to tell the boy to, like, run and hide. And then she kills that knight. And then Lord Cheney sees her, and she sees that he grabbed the kid like this kid needs to like learn how to get out of range (laughs) Yeah. yeah find a good hiding spot there kid um but yeah so he has the kid by the neck and she sort of pretends to be happy to see him she's like oh my god you found me like i've been held hostage and she's like you're gonna leave that boy alone right and take me back to the queen and she realizes that, like, the only way he'll, like, she's trying to get the kid out of, like, trying to get him to release the kid. So she's, like, yeah. she essentially surrenders. So she drops her dagger to make it believable that she's surrendering to him. And then she's hit in the back of the head and passes out. Wakes up a little bit later in the carriage. They're, like, on the move. Uh, One of the knights had hit her over the head. And she's still, like, pretending that she's glad to have been found. Um, She's trying to, like, wiggle, like, she's trying to get information out of Chaney. But then she, like, asks about Mrs. Toolis and, like, asks, like, why did you, like, what happened? And he says they found her walking in the cold. And she told them that the Maiden and the Dark One were in that town. Um, she's wondering, like, what happened to the child? Like, what happened to little Tobias? And the assumption is that he has also been
1: eaten. Yeah. So do you think that she was just walking with her child and he found her? I don't know. They never... Because it's They don't go into it. Where was she going to go? Like, she kind of had to stay with the dissenters because she already, like, ran away from the Ascended and stole her child. I don't think she Stole was, her child. I don't think she was really thinking well, thinking properly. That's... Yeah, that's fair. Because I just... I was like... I know his story has holes, and that's the point, but I was just confused about... Was she just walking in the cold with her child? It didn't.
0: That, I? It honestly, it, it was not clear whether the child was there or yeah. not. I'm... i think like, it is she assumes She's, yeah, assuming, she assumes it got yeah eaten. yeah yes, uh yes. anyway so he chaney then says like you can stop pretending like i saw the bite mark on your neck like i know that you're faking like i know that you're not actually happy to see me because like i guess because she was bitten the lore that the Ascended spread around is that if you're bitten by an Ascended, you'll turn Craven. So the fact that she was bitten by. Not an Ascended, by an Atlantean, sorry. If you're bitten by an yes. Atlantean, you turn into a Craven. So the fact that she's not a Craven means that she knows that what they spread is a lie. Yeah. So. He says, like. The Can Queen are going to be displeased that she's been compromised, essentially, that she is not, like, brainwashed anymore. Yeah, imagine. I know, it's terrible, like, all this hard work they put in, all down the drain. <laughs> um. So, Lord Cheney was actually injured in this fight. He was stabbed in the heart, and he's, like, bleeding out. But he says that he's going to heal. And then he also says, like, I know what you are, I know what's in your blood, like, he's one of the people that knows the truth, and he also says, like, she's gonna usher in a whole new era of Ascended, which, like, we're sort of, he's actually really cagey, and, like, stuff that he says, I still don't know the answer to. No, I know, and I feel like we just blow past it, and we don't, but, like, it clearly is... (laughs) Breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, but, like, at the same time, like, they're breadcrumbs that, like, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I know quite a bit, and I'm not yeah. sure
1: what the answer is. Yeah, I I don't know probably as much, but, like, from his conversation, it sounds like their plan for her is completely different than what we assume Yes. And that confuses me. Yes!
0: <laughs> also confused. Um, yes. Anyway, so, like, he's obviously a lot more hurt than he lets on, and he says, like, they obviously need her alive, but that's about it. So he moves towards her to bite her, to heal, but she keeps kicking him back. Like, she used, they're in a close quarter, so she just, like, puts his her foot on his chest and just, like, pushes, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, like, she's, like, scooting away from him. And he's, like, again, they're in close quarters. There's only so far she can scoot. Yeah. Um, So she, like, scoots towards the door. And he's, like, at the speed we're going. You're going to get trampled by the horses and die. And she's, <laughs> like, well, I'd rather take my chances getting trampled to death than letting you bite me. But he manages to, like, grab her foot. And he, like, pulls her close to him. Uh, she does have, like, a steak knife that she kept from one of the meals to have a weapon. And she tries to fight him off, but it's, like, it's no use. He manages to, like, get at her arm and he bites her. And she thinks it's, like, so painful. It's nothing at all like Castiel's bite. Um, and it reminds her of what that Craven attack was when she was small. Like, it feels like that. So, again, more similarities between Ascended and Craven. Uh, but then she uses the knife to stab him, and she just keeps stabbing him over and over and over. She's, like, stabbing him in the back. She's stabbing him in the shoulder, in his chest, in his face. Like, anywhere she can stab, she is stabbing.
1: Like, with her shitty little knife. Like, it's not a great knife, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah.
0: Um, so then, like, I guess he lets go briefly, and then he's attacking her, and- She's in, like, so much pain, but she just keeps stabbing and stabbing and stabbing, and then she feels the carriage stop, and the door opens, and night descends.
1: Is
2: that, is that supposed to
0: mean something? Well, no, but this is, uh, is it not calling references to, like, one, no one has Uh-oh. night powers. Yeah. So, like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's calling me to, like, a Reese similar. Yeah.
1: I get what it's you're. A, saying. You know. So, they must have attacked during the night. So it actually is night outside, or else any of the ascendants would die. Oh yeah, hmm, good point. This seems like a long time, because like it seems like they're in like a blackout carriage, basically. Yeah. It's interesting. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's
0: good pointing that out because i that i missed that yeah. so cheney is like ripped off of her but like she's still stabbing and she's like stabbing the air because she's in like such a fire flight moment that she can't yeah. get out of it um and she doesn't stop stabbing until she hears someone say like princess yeah. and she looks and turns out it's hawk and she has like a little breakdown And tells him that, like, she didn't want to go, like, she promises she didn't give herself over. Because of their conversation that they had earlier of him being like, look, they're right there. You can go turn yourself in. And so, like, she has to tell him, like, I only did it because he had a boy hostage. It was the only way he would let that boy go. Mm -hmm. But then Castile has to tell her, like, but he didn't let that boy go. And he also says like she was like you know he bit me and it hurt and she's like he had to tell her like yeah he wanted the bite to hurt like he could have made it painless but he didn't he chose chose to make it hurt and he probably would have killed her because once they start feeding it's really really hard to stop and like this is sort of a continuity thing that i also have struggle with because He would have killed her, because once they feed, it's almost impossible for them to stop. Yet, they expect them to be able to control themselves in the ultimatum that they're giving them. So, like, which is it? Because he said they can control themselves. In fact, they have been controlling themselves. But now he's saying they can't control themselves.
1: Yeah. But also, like, if they... If they... If they
2: can't control themselves
1: then there would be a lot more deaths than just that one girl that was found in the castle. And, like, I know that people outside of the castle, in the first book, were being killed from the blood disease thing. Yeah. But if they, you'd think it would be way more than however much it is. If it's, like, I guess where he was injured, he means he wouldn't be able to control himself, maybe? Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know, man.
0: Anyway, she passes out after that and um uh she wakes up and she remembers Castiel gave her his blood again and she wakes up she's pretty much healed um and like she sort of is like you didn't have to do that like it wasn't that bad and he tells her that her minor injuries were bad enough that he like wouldn't tolerate them and he also says like we're going to get ready and leave in the next day or two um because others obviously are going to come for them like other ascended are going to are going to come and she asks if many of them were hurt and he tells her that four people were killed including Mrs. Toulouse. so you know which she
1: obviously knew about yeah. okay.
0: and she asks again after the boy and he has to tell her again like Victor, or Lord Chaney actually did kill him. Um, He snapped his neck and did not feed on him. So he literally just killed him for funsies. Mm -hmm. And Poppy sort of says, like, she doesn't understand the point of killing a child if they're not going to feed on him. Like, why? Yeah. And Castile sort of says, like, I don't know, I guess just because they can, which is sort of like, I mean why are people evil? Like, this is like the big, like, yeah. It's like this big like meta question, like why do people hurt other people? Like, because they can, like, you know. It's just one of those things.
1: Yeah, it's but it's also like, it's a bit, it's it's a lot kind of, because it's like, I know we're trying to make them seem like a very big villain, who they all apparently will just kill with no remorse and are potentially soulless. Yeah. So like in that regard, it makes sense, but it's also like, I don't know if, if they're redeemable at all. I don't, I obviously have no idea where this story goes. I don't think that their plan is going to necessarily work, but you also can't kill every single ascended either. I wouldn't assume, but I don't know, maybe you can. Mm. Um, I, it's just like, we they can't be redeemable and able to control themselves and also completely soulless and they all just want to kill children yeah. like 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 people have duality sure but that's too much yeah uh anyway so like poppy
0: is like obviously pissed and frustrated about this whole thing like about the whole situation but like she knows that like being shocked about the deaths is a good thing, because, like, it means that she isn't like them. But, like, mm-hmm. why would you think you're like them anyway?
1: I get that they raised her, but, like, she's she's not innocent.
0: No. Uh, She asks, like, what would happen if he keeps giving her his blood, and he doesn't think anything. He's like, I don't
1: think anything will happen. I think it's fine. But it's sort of like, you think? You're not sure? Something will eventually happen. Like, you can't just... You're not, you're not 100% sure? I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Right? Um, anyway, like, but he also said, like, I don't know, maybe eventually if I gave you a ton of blood, you could ascend. Hey. Uh, and then he tells her, like, your scars are beautiful and they make you who you are, but, like, I refuse to let you get one more scar. Just
1: cute. It's nice. And, like, it's called back to something I think he said last book, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. At the end of last book, he promised that she would never get a scar again. Right. And that's when he first gave her his blood. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's nice.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh. So, they are leaving in the next day or two, obviously. We already said that. But before they go, she wants to offer to use her abilities for the people that have been injured. So it's not just the four people that died. I think they said like eight-ish people were injured. Um, So she wants to use her abilities, her power to like take pain away. She wants to help. Castile doesn't think that's a good idea though. Because people don't trust her and they don't like her. <laughs> and he says that to her. It's not like he kept that inside. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea. The people here don't like you and they don't trust you. It's like, oh, thanks, dude. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't want me to have one more scar, but you're okay telling me that everybody hates me. Thank you. Anyway, so she says, she, her response is just, I don't need them to like me. I don't need them to trust me. I just want to help. So Poppy and
1: Castile walk hand in hand and she feels a spark when they're holding hands. Um, which is just interesting and might come up later, but could also just be attraction. (laughs) We never really get if it's, if it's something or if it's that they're so in love, they spark when they touch. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: (laughs) And then he tells her he has something for her once she's done with her healing plans so Mm. they're like walking down and they see there's apparently a fully grown blood tree outside now where poppy was taken and like there was nothing there before and now there's a fully grown tree which obviously is a big deal (laughs) but uh they say everyone thinks it's basically an omen from the gods That they're watching, even though they slumber and change is coming.
0: Assholes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just find it so weird. I can't imagine. I know it wouldn't happen in this world, but like a fully grown tree just appearing seems too fantastical to me. I'm like, I know it's a fantasy world, but I'm like, that is too much. I don't believe it. (laughs) Vampires?
2: Fine. (laughs) Wolves?
1: Fine. A full-grown tree overnight, I don't like Not it. <laughs>
0: fine. <laughs> My god, we have to talk about for a second, I sent you a meme earlier, and I just feel like it has to be mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> I sent Catherine a meme earlier, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. So it was like a vampire having a conversation, so he goes and bites someone and starts drinking someone, and then a librarian it says, like, excuse me, sir! And then... <laughs> And then, like, points to a sign saying no food, and the vampire's like, oh, sorry, and drags the person, like, out the door. And she's like, this is your second warning!
1: (laughs) It's so good.
0: I just love it so much. Sorry, you brought up vampires, and I couldn't let it lie.
1: That's fair. (laughs) It's a good one. Um, So they end up going to the room where all the injured people are, and she can obviously feel the pain before she even enters, because some people are hurt pretty badly. Uh, There are five men there and one woman, and apparently the woman looks super near death. Like, she's past feeling pain. She's going to die very soon. Um, Alistair is also there. (laughs) There's so many times that I just want to punch him in the face, especially reading, like, on after this week. Like, he's saying so much dumb shit now. Why are you doing this? So Poppy goes to take one of the men's hand and take away his pain. And she can feel a deep grief. And she asks him who he lost. And he says his grandfather. And he like asks how she knows that. But she just like kind of moves on. And she takes the pain away from the next man. And then she goes to a woman. And he says like he'll heal anyway. But she responds he doesn't have to be in pain. So he reaches out his hand um, and lets her take away his pain. And then he says he understands and he looks to Castile and says that Jasper will be interested.
2: Hmm. What does that mean? Hmm. Um, Who knows?
1: <laughs> the next person she goes to doesn't want her touch and she can feel the hatred and distrust like rolling off of them
2: i feel like there's
1: there's too much hatred for her like i get it in a way but i also just feel like it's it's too much i also like i think that
0: something comes up next week so like i don't want to get too much into like a little rant but Mm -hmm. i will (laughs) (laughs) fair Like, I feel like she does so much to try and, like, stem the tide of, like, hatred towards her. Like, she literally is like, boys, this is what they did to me. And, like, I don't like them. Yeah. And, like, they're all, everybody's, like, showing her, like, this is what they're really like. And she's like, okay, I'm on board. But then everybody still hates her. Like, what's a girl gotta do to switch sides? It's it's a lot. Like, I just feel like it's unwarranted. Yeah. She is, like, an 18-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, you know, I know that she's, like, a symbol of the Ascended's, like, power and belief system and whatever. And, like, all the mortals believe that she is, like, blessed or whatever. I get, get that. Yeah. I get it but for these grown ass men and women mm-hmm. to look at an 18 year old and be like i hate your guts you're the worst i want to kill you with my bare hands mm-hmm. i just i don't, like i think
1: it it it's too much yeah it is it's like it's kind of unrealistic, like I don't know, I haven't been in a situation like this before obviously, but it feels too unrealistic the amount of hatred everybody mm-hmm. has. I'm like they do try to come up with another reason for it. Like that people are afraid of her because of the power she has, too. Hmm. But I'm like it's just it's too much. Yeah, I need I need more believability. I just I <sighs> Yeah, it's it's almost
0: like Oh, oh, wait, wait, we need, we need a reason for people to dislike her. Oh, okay, maybe, great. Oh, oh, she's proving them wrong. We need another reason for people to dislike her. Oh, no, no, never mind. We need another, it's like, compounding, it's like, just pick a lane.
1: Yeah, I, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't, I'm not enjoying it. And like, I can, I can understand if she could feel, like, distrust off of this man. But I don't know why it's hatred. Yes. It's like Yeah. He doesn't she, know her. How can he hate her guts? No. And, like, everybody should know that she was basically held captive. Like, even if you don't like her on principle because of the Ascended. Like, it's obvious that they would have held her captive now that we know that she has Atlantean blood. Like, they weren't going to let her do whatever she wanted. So everyone should be like, oh, clearly she didn't have a great life. Like, it doesn't need to be spelled yeah, out to you. But, but like, she does spell it out. Yes.
0: Yeah. She spells out what her life was like. And then people are still like, well, I still don't like you.
1: Well, it's you're like- the reason that our children are dead. <laughs> Only Mr. Toolis, But it was just so <laughs> dumb that he, it was so dumb that he, like, got himself killed because of that. Anyway.
0: Uh, can I just add in that we are uh, filming this podcast right now, uh, filming or
1: recording this <laughs> yes. podcast
0: right now during a heat wave. Uh, I am loving my iced latte. Nice. Just had to get the coffee part in
1: there. I liked it. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm living my best life.
1: Yeah, it's iced coffee or bust right now, except for I still have hot coffee every morning. So it's a complete lie. Oh, I, I had three
0: cups it. of hot coffee this morning, but now we're like we're in the like we're in the hot. It's hot outside. Yeah. We're just saying something, guys. I don't think I've ever been alive
2: for no, where been we've a
0: heat had wave. that we've had a heat wave. <laughs> I know, and we've had one for like two weeks, and it's yeah. like what what is happening? Mm-hmm. Like normally, we have Rangers of fog, just all the time. Yeah, and. It's heat wave day. <laughs> so Yay. Yeah. And meanwhile I say heat wave, that's like
1: thirty-five. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like It's not actually that hot.
1: Like No, but it does say on the on the weather app there is a bar that says heat wave because we're not yes. used to this heat. It's not yeah. like we're not overreacting. There's actually like they've called it a heat wave. It's not just us calling it
0: a heat wave. No. And, and like, to also be fair, so, like, that's 35 degrees with humidity, like, mm. so it's not actually 35 degrees, it's actually only, like, 29 degrees, but then the humidity makes it, like, 35 degrees. But our Humidex, we have, like, our humidity is, like, between 50 and 100%, so, like, that means the air, if you don't know about humidity... That means the air is between 50% and 100% saturated with water. At some point, the sweat cannot evaporate off of you because the air cannot take anymore. Yeah. So the sweat does not cool you down anymore, which is the problem, which is why we're having a heat. Because the sweat is not evaporating off of our skin. It's staying there and you just get... More moist,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for our American friends, thirty degrees is eighty six degrees Fahrenheit, and then it feels like oops, it feels like around ninety five degrees Fahrenheit with the with the, yeah.
0: which I mean again, like I feel like you go to places like um I have a a friend of mine i'll call them a friend uh more like a friend of the family uh who is originally from georgia uh or his their parent is from georgia so they've visited quite quite extensively and uh they laugh at our heat wave because they're like this is not a heat wave like this is this is nothing yeah. But the humidity makes all the difference, yeah, like temperature wise no twenty nine degrees is actually not that like I could stand it, yeah, but the humidity kills it,
1: yeah, fun times, Se- um. so
0: <laughs> off that tangent, back to book, yes, <laughs> uh,
1: so she obviously doesn't force this man to be have his pain taken away, which is good, I suppose. She's a nice person. Uh,
2: Consent!
1: (laughs) Really, though. So then she goes over to the woman, and the woman's mother is with her, and she just says, like, her gifts would be wasted on her since she's basically dying. Mm -hmm. Um, But she does say that she's heard of Poppy. Poppy. And she used to live in Macedonia and heard of her giving dignity to the cursed. And then she tells Poppy that Poppy is a second daughter, not a maiden, but chosen nonetheless.
2: Who are these people with these cryptic things? I don't know because <laughs> I
0: don't understand this. And I still don't understand it. Having like read the third book, having like, Wikipedia the fourth <laughs> book. Like, I still don't understand what this means. They get to it a little bit later.
1: Someone, someone please explain to me. There.
0: No, no, no. But all the things that you think are valid are not valid. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Well, we'll get there in the third book, I guess. We, we eventually
0: we'll get there, yeah. But, like, if somebody needs to please explain this to me, so, like, DM me, write, like, spoiler in the heading so Catherine doesn't read it. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) And just tell me what it means!
1: (laughs) Anyway, continue! So Poppy, Castile, and Alistair go outside, and she tells them about the distrust and hatred, and Alistair admits that, like, they don't understand her, there's been no one like her since this line of empath warriors um so it's it's a bloodline that is extinct now mm-hmm. but they used to be yeah Indians, but now they no longer and, exist
0: and super scary apparently
1: yeah um so he asks poppy about ian because he wonders if he is also part of mm. the Indian. yes um But Castiel says that he definitely ascended, and he says he's, like, very sure that, obviously, the Atlanteans wouldn't turn someone with Atlantean, no, that the Ascended wouldn't turn someone with Atlantean blood. So, they really can't have the same parents. Like, obviously, one of Poppy's parents had to be Atlantean or descended. Clearly, Ian's wasn't. Um, I,
2: I don't. I don't know
1: when this gets resolved if we find anything else out because I have no idea what happens with this.
0: But a million things happen with this. Oh, good. Yeah,
1: good to know. <laughs> Maybe I'll finish them someday. Maybe I'll read the books. Or you, know? you could just Wikipedia stuff like. <laughs> I'm <laughs> never going to Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> never. <laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> um, Alistair says that some of the older warriors will remember the Empaths and that plus the omen of the tree isn't good um he argues like the omen is likely about them because they are getting married and that'll bring about change which
0: I just like the name blood tree just sounds so sinister and like Like, they spend the rest of this book arguing oh, this omen isn't necessarily bad thing change doesn't have to be bad and blah blah and I'm like no but like a blood tree? It doesn't sound good. It yeah. doesn't sound like good change.
1: So like all of the blood trees in the blood forest that it takes like days to travel through, are they all omens from different times? <laughs> like where did they come from? This is good just question not relevant to what we're talking about though. Anyway. Um he also tells them that empaths were called soul eaters in the past. Because they could siphon energy off of people and like take it into themselves. Kind of reminds me of Dementors. They don't mm. really know, or like a succubus of some sort.
0: Yeah, uh, but like, I guess my question is like, would they be able to use this energy to like fuel themselves, like a succubus, or was it just like siphoning it off and absorbing it, and it just like, hey, this is just a part of me, but like. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they could turn it into fuel for themselves, or, like, redirect the energy into, like, more power, or, like, I wonder if they could do shit
1: with it. You'd assume. Cause or if it was just it. Or just to it make, out. Yeah, I guess. Just to, to make, make the, the other better. person weep. Yeah. I just, I can't see, like, in a battle it makes sense to do that, but, like, if regular people are afraid of her at all times, like, if, it, if it doesn't help her in any way like why would she do it i don't know yeah good point we need more information yeah imagine um alistair then tells her that like people just need to get to know her because she's actually a nice person And
2: but like
0: i almost want to say like it doesn't matter like you know what i mean like yes, i feel 100%. like People, like, there is no way they can convince an entire country, kingdom, whatever, that she She cannot go around meeting and spending time with every single citizen in that kingdom. No. So, like, no, it's not just people need to get to know you because you're a nice person. No, the people are just going to have to trust that the prince wouldn't have married her if she was a soul-eating succubus.
1: Yeah, really, though. Unless she would trick him. With,
2: With her, her soul ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah.
1: Oh, I might need to cut this, but it just makes me think of, like, her giving a blowjob.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just sucking um, his soul out. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Poppy wonders if the lady from the that was just talking to her with the daughter. And the lady that she spoke to at the Red Pearl meant the same thing. Um, not that she is a second child in that, like, she's younger than Ian. Mm-hmm. But that she is second generation. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that I guess that would mean, like, Atlantean grandparents. And then maybe one of her parents was Atlantean, one was not. And she is. But we don't know if that's true obviously we don't know anything yeah um but that's what she's kind of taking because she's like what else could they mean?" but um castile is just like what do you mean (laughs) the lady at the red pearl like what are you talking about and she's like oh you know the one that sent me to your room and he said that nobody did that he just went went to the room and found her there so I kind of forgot that this happened, but I did like when I was reading the first book, I did think that he like had planned that, had planned to get her in that room.
0: See, I didn't. I did not take it as a plan at all. I no. took it no. I took it as a chance meeting.
1: As a happy accident.
0: Happy accident, a meet cute, if you will.
1: But clearly she was doing it on purpose. We just don't really know why she was. Yes.
0: Yo, yeah, well, yeah. Like I yeah. do believe I 100% believe that the lady at the Red Pearl sent Poppy into Castile's room on purpose. Mm-hmm. I just believe she did it. Like, I don't think Castile was in on it.
1: Yeah. I, I did the first time I read it. But anyway, I believe him now, obviously. If if he was in on it, I think he would have said so. mm mm-hmm. uh, So, he then brings Poppy to the pantry for a second to, like have a moment alone and he tells her how in awe of her he is for like going in to heal them when they hate and just trust her so much and he like she just keeps surprising him and he's just so in awe you're like can
0: can i just i need him to find a different like a different adjective yeah like a different emotion because he says he's in awe of her like every like every 10 pages
1: Find a different word. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. He uh, he then says he needs one more thing. And he asks if they can just pretend that, like, that yesterday didn't happen and that he's still hot and he wants just one more kiss. Uh, what happened yesterday? I forget. Already. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that myself. Um, I think that was when they were attacked by the Ascendants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big, big deal. <laughs> big deal, yeah. Okay. Why there's injured people. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> so funny. It's not. No. Okay. Um, and she knows that she shouldn't, but of course she says yes, because she's like, fallen head over heels in love with him, really. Yeah. But. Her biggest thing is she doesn't want to fall head over heels in love with him because no. she knows that this isn't real for him. So she doesn't want to make out and kiss him because of that. But he she also turns her off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he kisses her lightly, but she pulls him <laughs> into herself and Whoa. asks for more, and he gives it. Um, he would... He asks for a kiss, but then he ends up like feeling her up under her sweater,
0: and you're I like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I only wish it had turned into actual sex. Sex,
1: yeah, yeah, same. Um, so then he kisses down to like her healed bite, and she cries out because of it, because apparently that's uh, yeah, it's apparently still...
0: it's an erogenous zone.
1: Okay. Um,
0: until, until it's now. healed.
1: Hmm. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Ish. Uh, he <laughs> he asks if like she wants more, basically, and like if she wants and if she wants him to bite her again. Which like this would have been a good time for that to happen, I think. Yes. I, I just don't know why he didn't just do it. Like obviously, consent first. I did want consent first, but <laughs> she's thinking in her head that she wants it, and she would have said it if he had of like. talked it out of her um but he's just finding it hot that she wants him to bite her Anyway. so they end up like against a door and her legs are wrapped around him and can i just say it's
0: like one of my favorite tropes i love that Hmm, i love the legs going it's not (laughs) realistic for the most people yeah but i still love it yeah
1: But, like, he's super built, and she's so tiny that when she puts on anyone's clothes, it falls to her knees. (laughs) Which I know it's because I'm tall-ish, but I hate it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I feel like you could do it if the person was, like, seven foot
1: plus. (laughs) Which is super
2: realistic. Oh, God.
0: Seven feet tall people exist.
2: They do, yeah.
1: Yeah. You just have to, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so he ends up teasing her with his teeth and mouth. And he pulls back and says, that's enough. And we're like, wait, is it? That's enough? And it's they just stop. It's not enough. It's they never stopped. enough. She's like so horny right now. Yeah. And he is so horny right now and they just pull apart. Like and you're like, uh, wait, what? This Why? is what
0: I, Yeah. Like I get it. They're not in a but like you have no small children chasing after you. You have no like people don't know where you are. Like, take advantage of the fact that you're alone and like both super horny. Like Bone. Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I agree. I, I really think that this was a missed opportunity for more sex.
2: <laughs> yes! Huge.
1: And, like, it's just this turn that happens right now. Also, I'm like, I can't remember if we've gotten to it yet or not. But, like, the smelling arousal thing, I don't oh. know. It, did we get there? I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. No. But, anyway, they can smell arousal. We might get to it this week. I can't remember. But if Atlanteans can, Ascendants probably can, like, they're both super fucking horny right now. And now he's like, cool, I have a surprise for you. And he tells her it's not a ring, but it's retribution and takes her to the dungeon. (laughs) And Kieran's there and um, she kind of wonders at, like, what he can tell from his bond with Castile like if he can tell that they're both super horny so we haven't gotten to the smelling part yet we'll get to it this week though okay. but she's kind of wondering like if they like if he can tell what Castile's doing like if yeah. Castile's having sex does he realize it like what is yeah. this bond actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fair because we have no idea no um but it's it's pretty yeah. odd though. And then they're down there, and Lord Chaney, so the Ascended that stole her, is in a cell, and he's not looking great. He only has one eye, he has a bunch of wounds, he's got, like, handcuffs and feety cuffs, and they've got spikes in them.
2: And he
1: also has no tongue, (laughs) because Kieran got pissed at him talking and
2: just, cut it out.
0: But, like, wouldn't you want him to talk? Wouldn't he he have information that you would want? I have nothing.
1: I don't know. I guess they got all the information they wanted, and they were just like, we need you to shut up, now. Stop giving us information too
0: much. (laughs) We don't need to know what your last dinner was.
1: (laughs) Well, it was um but you'd think they would ask like what do the ascendants actually have planned for poppy and like because he he alluded to something and we have no idea what it is but like why didn't we get more of that but i wonder
0: if maybe because he has no
1: soul maybe torture is useless this is still painful yeah but i need a soul to feel pain
2: (laughs) do you need a soul to feel pain Maybe. I don't know. But, like, maybe you do
0: feel pain, but maybe you just don't, maybe you kind of like it? I don't
2: know. I
1: guess. Maybe. Um, um, yes. So, he's not looking great, and Castile offers her a knife and says that she can either kill him or uh, he can do it, but use her dagger. So, he gives her her dagger. So, which she obviously loves very much. Mm-hmm. So she goes into the cell and she starts to think of like all of this ascendant's victims. So obviously they're the ones that like he's taken over the years that she doesn't know mm-hmm. um, cuz they obviously sacrifice all of the children in this place to the ascended basically. But then there's also like Miss Tullis, who he snapped her neck. And then everyone upstairs upstairs that I think they said four died and like Mm-hmm. She knows that the woman is probably going to die soon.
0: And, and, like, Tobias, wherever
1: he is. Yeah, we assume. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Uh, And she stabs him in the heart. And she stands there as his body turns to, like, the dusty thing that you said happened.
0: The Voldemorting.
1: Um, yes, the Voldemort, Voldemorting.
0: But, like, can I just say, though, too, like, you're standing there, like... Like, what if, yes! What if there's a breeze? And it, like, blows on you? What if you inhale some of it?
1: Like, ew! Gross. I would step back. Yes. I would also step back. I would probably just... Run like...
0: away, run away. <laughs> like, ew, don't get your dead on me.
1: <laughs> exactly. I don't like it. Um, so she did that she got her gift it was killing someone Uh, i think i'd rather the diamond ring (laughs) yeah i would yeah (laughs) so later on poppy and kieran are in the library and she's sighing so kieran asks if like there's something she wanted to discuss um and she's like i have so many questions because that's what she always says and Mm -hmm. she asks him about their bond and he tells her that like they can't read each other's minds which is good but they do feel each other's feelings, um, like, similar to her being able to pe- feel people's feelings. And apparently Castile can pull energy from Kieran, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of succubus-like, but everybody's fine with that. Right? <laughs> God.
0: And when like- a man does it, it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really, though.
0: But an um, eighteen-year-old girl does it, and oh my god, she's a soul eater.
1: <laughs> uh, it's also interesting because, like, it's clearly much more one-sided. Like the woven mm-hmm. get the raw end of this deal, yes. Um, but obviously, I guess that's like, the being point. The woven of a prince is like a treasured position, too.
0: It's like, oh, you can give your life for a prince. It reminds me of like people that sign up to be like secret service and like protect people, like protect like like world leaders. And it's like, you know, I'm I'm trained to jump in front of a bullet for my protectee. And it's like, really, you think that that's
1: like fun? Like (laughs) your your
2: honors? (laughs) (laughs)
1: What if someone listening?
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: yes you're right Catherine (laughs) (laughs) the Wolven (laughs) do get the raw end
1: of the deal they're very much like it seems like they're seen as lower and like there's obviously issues between the Wolven and the Atlanteans that I'm assuming we'll get into in different books there's so many things that are being like laid out here that I'm like I guess this is gonna be a plot plot point in a further novel Mm. there's just so much stuff um yes so she asks him what happened when Castile was in captivity and he says that Castile went I don't remember if we know anything about why Castile went I don't think we do I think
0: I think yeah I think we know that he went to like Because, oh. (laughs) Oh. He went to assassinate the king and queen. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, I I couldn't remember if we knew anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just why. that makes sense. Um, but he forbade Kieran from following him and, like, as the prince, and I even think, like, as his, him as a his, like, bonded wolf and I think Mm -hmm. that he can, like, order him Yeah. Um so he actually physically could not follow because it was a like direct order. Exactly. Um but he knew something was wrong and he like was physically sick while Castile was captured for the entire fifty years. Which is wild. It is wild. So like Castile was obviously not in great shape, so he was like we're assuming bedridden for fifty years. Which is a long ass time. Sin. Um, so that makes uh, Poppy ask about Malik's bonded woven, and his bonded woven apparently died trying to rescue him, um, or else like they would know if Malik was alive based on his woven. But right.
2: there
1: no- uh. <laughs> where there is no woven they don't know he could easily be dead and we have no idea um yeah so we also get a bit more kind of what I already said like the Wolven are bound to die for the Elementals but it's not really reciprocal like like he, I think Kieran says Castile would die for him he knows hmm. that but like he's not bound to die for him like Kieran is bound to die for Castile, um, which yeah. is such a weird
0: it's like, yeah, yeah I wish yeah. it was, but they do say that it's not really done anymore.
1: Yeah, well, there's not enough woven anymore, uh, for like everybody to have a bonded woven, and so it's much less common. Um, but she asks how like the bonds all started, and I guess it's kind of like, I assume it's kind of like a tale that is told. Um, but he says the gods gave the wild. Few wolves a mortal form to protect their children when the Elementals started to outnumber the gods' children. Um, so once there were no children of the gods left, the Elementals started to take on these bonds uh, with the Wolven. Um, and now there's really not enough woven anymore for everybody to be bonded. And I kind of feel like some of the woven just don't to Bond because it is such a shitty deal. Yeah, Yeah. Um, So he also says that the Wolven want war with the Ascendants for retribution, but Kieran agrees with Cass and thinks that war should be like a last resort type thing.
2: Um, I
0: mean, if you can manage to not have a war, I think that's the way to go.
1: Yes, you know, that makes sense, but the other Wolven... A lot of women died in the war against the, like, the war of two kings or whatever it's called, um, that they keep talking to, talking back about. Um, yeah. And then she asks him what his thoughts on the tree are, and he says he thinks that, he thinks that the marriage is going to bring about change, so he also thinks that the tree is about her and, uh, Cass getting married, which is fine. Yeah. She tells him then that there's something that she wants to do and they go to the catacombs and she sees the 11-year-old child's name who was killed um, right after she was taken slash knocked out and then she chisels in Mrs. Toulouse, Tobias, and then Mr. Toulouse's names
2: Um,
1: because like even though both of them really kind of turned on her. You, could, you can kind of understand Mrs. Toulouse turning on her a bit more than Mr. Toulis. Um, But everything that happened to them was because they were running from the Ascended. So yeah. she thinks, like, they deserve to have their names there, which is nice of her. And she's like, I don't know, it kind of makes her personality a bit annoying, though. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> everyone hates her so much and she's just so forgiving and nice and you're like this isn't realistic i don't
2: know it's just
0: interesting yeah no if people hated me i'd be like well
2: bye i hate you too right (laughs) (laughs) there'd be a lot of tears yeah (laughs) it's just literally like
0: wouldn't be able to step into like she literally can't step into a room without people like staring at her like dagger
1: eyes and, and she's she like, can feel it. She's she knows they hate. Like, I'm okay.
2: <laughs> I forgive you. I'd be like, leave me alone. Be like, I'm not coming out of my room, right? Hundred percent.
1: But it kind of like makes her seem angelic in a way.
2: Yeah, and I, I,
0: I maiden esque almost. You're <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's>
2: correct. <laughs>
1: yes. Mm. <laughs> So, that. So, I guess <laughs> later on, Poppy goes to sleep and then she wakes up from a nightmare and she grabs her knife and Castile startles her and he, like, takes the knife
2: away, <laughs>
1: which is good. Um, I'd be afraid to sleep with a knife in my bed. I think I would end
2: up cutting myself. Like, yeah.
1: I, I don't think it would go well for me.
2: Um, <laughs> Well but. like
0: especially if you have a habit of like putting your hand under your pillow, 100%. you would slice what do you do?
2: your hand.
1: I like I knock my phone off the bed all the time <laughs> if it's under my pillow. So like imagine if a knife was there. <laughs> yeah. Um just leave like, it in your
0: bedside table. Exactly.
1: That's mm-hmm. what I
0: do now. So smart. Mhm.
1: <laughs> so Poppy kind of remembers her dream of it. But it doesn't make sense. Like, her mother was bleeding from wounds and not bites. So there's, like, some things happening to her nightmares that, like, they aren't making sense anymore. Yeah. And we don't know if, like, she's remembering what actually happened or if she's, like, falling all of her trauma together and it's, like, a nightmare that isn't real.
0: Um, interesting. I don't think I've ever, ever, now I haven't been through a huge trauma, so maybe that's part of it, I don't think I've ever had a dream that was an exact replica of an event that happened in real life.
2: No,
1: I haven't. And, like, I've had, like, I've had nightmares that were events, but then they also change. So, like, I think it would make sense that this wasn't real. Yeah. But it's mentioned so much that I'm like, there's something here. Obviously, we're trying, like, they're trying to give us something here. Yeah. Um, Poppy apologizes for waking Castile up again, because she's been having nightmares often. Uh, Especially since they're leaving early to get on the road. And she thinks of how awkward supper was. Um, We didn't get the scene about supper, but she just thinks of, like, people were staring at her and whispering about her because she had healed people that day. Uh, not healed, sorry. She had taken away their pain. Right, yeah. Yes, sorry. Um, so then Poppy tries to go to sleep, but all she can think about is the nightmare. And, like, the mist looked like smoke, and the blood and bodies were around her, but there were no craven eating them, which is weird, because, like, if there were craven around, they'd obviously go for the free meal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she's just like, she can't get to sleep, she needs to get up she's not going to be able to get back to sleep after this. Um, Castile understands and he pleads with her to let him help her. (laughs) And he says that they can pretend again. And then she kisses him. So like, she kind of takes the reins here, which I appreciate only like a bit. Um, but then he pulls up her nightgown. And mm. Uses his hands and teeth on her boobs. I'm like those I'm are probably really sharp. Sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, then he reaches down, and she's so wet for him. And
0: <laughs> like there was the literally shit. no foreplay, no kissing. He literally was at her boobs for like a second, and all of a sudden she's like gushing.
1: <laughs> and like she's like recovering from a traumatic nightmare.
0: Yes, yeah, not I need a bit more than yeah. I I also
1: player.
0: I also like he's like, "Oh, let me help you. Let me make it better." To me, this is, would not make it better. If I had woken up from the nightmare, I'd be like, "Don't touch me." Yeah. I'd be
1: like, "You can maybe
2: cuddle me, depending." Yes! Cuddle
1: me. I'd also be like, "I Maybe I'll just go for a run or something. Yeah. This is not.
0: I'd be like, I'll go for coffee. Like, just. (laughs) (laughs) You go run, I'll coffee. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, And, yeah, so he starts fingering her and she basically, like, starts riding his hand until she comes. And then he, like, pulls her into his arms and rubs her spine until she falls asleep. Which is sweet, like that that kind of part, yeah. Sweet. But I'm like, and I guess like it's a distraction, but it seems oddly placed. And I get like they're not having a lot of sex, so the sexual attention is constant. Maybe I can buy that. <laughs>
2: I'll
1: buy that. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we
0: figured it out.
1: We did. Um, the next day they're leaving, and apparently they should be in Spessa's end by the end of the week. And Poppy can't stop thinking about, like, the nightmares and how they were weird and, like, she's feeling kind of weird. And, um, so they're out there the next day and Elijah, one of the, I don't think he's a wolfman.
0: I think I he's, think he's just a human.
2: Yeah.
1: He thanks Poppy for helping um, and, like, taking away the pain yesterday, which she kind of appreciates because a lot of people have been pretty shitty mm-hmm. And... He also congratulates her and Castile and tells them that, like, if a woman fights this passionately, you'd want her by your side and in your bed.
0: I hate it. So do I. I hate it.
1: You don't need to comment about, oh, gross.
0: And, like, just because a woman is a good fighter and is passionate, that does not have any reflection on her bedroom style. Yeah. And it's none of your business, Elijah.
1: Yeah. It's just so awkward. Yeah. But, like, we kind of get that, like, oh, some people do believe this engagement thing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they go to the horses, and Castile had a cloak made for her, because her last one, a craven, died on it.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) And Delano, it actually is Nail. Nail? Something like that?
2: Nail? Like, like...
0: like the thing that you hammer? A nail? Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love it. Yeah.
1: It's it's pronounced a tiny bit weirder. Nail? I don't know. I, when I was listening to the book, I was like, I don't know what this I can't say this. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's basically nail. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Delano, Nail, and Kieran are traveling with them and Elijah is staying to organize, like, the rest of the town to leave in small groups. So they're essentially evacuating the town, because they know like the Ascended were just there. They killed them. So...
0: I mean, they like, are, like, they're still in solace. Like, this is technically part of solace. Like, yes. you know, it makes sense for them to need to get out now.
1: Yes, because, like, they killed so many, and other Ascended are gonna come to try to figure out what happened to so everybody really needs to leave. Because it's an entire town of dissenters too. So like they all need to get out. So Elijah's basically organizing it and he says like he's gonna wait till the last group and he'll go with them. But they are leaving in small groups because they don't want to be obvious. Um so Castile asks her asks Poppy why she's so quiet because she's just like completely in her head this morning and she's not really talking and she just says that she's tired. But he doesn't really believe her. Um, Elijah notices Castile help her onto a, onto the horse. And he tells him that Castile should teach her how to ride. And she kind of thinks how helpful that'll be once she's free. Like, when she's no longer with Castile, being able to ride would be a good skill to have. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: but Castile says he plans to teach her many things on an exceptionally long list. So. She starts to think of like what these things could be. I don't know about you, but my mind immediately went dirty because that's obviously what I was
2: thinking. You meant,
1: but it kind of also like it.
2: Oh, I can't
1: say this word. It like an infant, infant, infantizes. What's that word? How do you say it? It makes her seem like a baby, infant, like infant, yes, infantizes.
0: In, okay, in, in,
1: infantilizes? Is that a word? But I feel like, yeah, it makes, I don't know, it makes it seem like she doesn't know anything. Yeah. Which I don't think is necessary because yeah. it's not true. Um, but Elijah tells Castile to keep her safe, and he responds that he always does keep, like, what's his safe. He's basically saying that she's his. Ugh. So as as they leave, Poppy thinks about um, how they're going east now, and like there's no real turning back from their plan or escaping anymore. Like this is it. If she, if she goes with them now, she's gonna marry him. That is that. Yeah. Um. And she also obviously tells him that she isn't
2: his, which I appreciate.
0: Yeah. Um. Drew and- that man like not even from a. Our engagement isn't real standpoint, but just from a, like, I am a, yes, I am my own person, dude. Like, just from that standpoint, I appreciate her being like, I'm not, I don't belong to
1: you. I belong to myself. I am a human. Yes.
2: Yes. You don't own me. (laughs) You don't know that song? Oh my
0: God. Did you never see the first wives club? Oh, my God, it's an amazing movie. It came out in, like, the early 90s, I think. It has, um, uh, who's in it? Diane Keaton, Bette Midler, and, um, I think it's Melanie Griffiths. No, not Melanie Griffiths. Um, Kate Hudson's mom. That actress. Uh, anyway, so the three of them are all, like, divorcees. And they open up this, like, club, and they call it the First Wives Club, and they, at the end, they sing this song, like, you don't own me, you don't own me, young and free, young and free, young and free, you don't own me. It's a really good song. It's a really cute movie. It's very, like, uplifting, like, feminism, woman power. It's great. They all get revenge on their ex-husbands.
1: Love it. Um, So... Yeah, she says that she's not his, and then he asks for a piece of her, and he says any will do. Um, wink, and I think he wink. Kind of makes a yeah, he makes a sexual joke about it too. And you're like, hey, this is unnecessary, um, but she doesn't fight, uh, and she kind of thinks like she's afraid he already owns too much of her because mm. she's falling in love with
2: him. hmm Aww. Aww. Um, <laughs>
1: So he asks her why she's so quiet again, and he assumes it's because of their understanding, as she calls it. (laughs) And after some convincing and a please, she admits that she doesn't know how to act to make people think that they're together. And he just tells her to act like herself. And he's like arguing threats and all. Like, it's better to act like yourself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because obviously he's in love with her too, so it's he's in love with who she is. So yeah. obviously him her acting like that would help. But
0: Yeah. Well, I guess she's nervous that like her constantly threatening to stab him doesn't seem very lovey-dovey,
1: which is fair. <laughs> um but yeah. She she also admits to him that like she's used to being the maiden so when she's kind of unsure of herself she reverts back to like that silence and not being spoken to or Mm -hmm. speaking which completely makes sense Mm -hmm. and like I I appreciate that that's in there because it is kind of surprising how outspoken she is based on having to live a
2: completely
1: silent life and not being able to talk back yeah so I do like that this was in here it does make me think that some of her outbursts are like would she actually say any of? because but you know it is what it is yeah um he asks her about the duke's lessons and she says like after the first few she learned to disassociate basically and she did what she had to to survive and that's why she didn't want to think about what the ascended did and like their secrets yeah um, because that would also mean like looking at how she perpetuated their agenda right and she kind of feels like, she feels a lot of guilt about that, about never looking into what he yeah. then
0: like, lied about. Well, yeah, and I think last book, too, like, she mentions how, like, she literally thinks about how, like, well, geez, if Duke and, if the Duke and Lord Mazine are this awful and they're gods-blessed, like, you know, who are the truly terrible people? Like, if these are, if these people are chosen by the gods as being worthy, like, who's not worthy? They must be really awful. So, like, She totally, like, got, she understood that these people were horrific people, but I, yeah, like, what you said, diving into that and thinking more into that, I, you know, she was already living such a terrible life anyway. Yeah. I feel like it would have, like, how would you, how would you get out of bed every day if you had to face
1: what you were a part of? Yes. yeah. And, like, she wouldn't have been able to run away. It would have been even more depressing mm-hmm. than her life already was. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's no... Yeah. Yeah. She was already doing her best to survive. It's hard. You can't add more to that. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So he kind of tells her, like, she's making a change now by having left them she's dismantling the system now um, of the Ascended. And she kind of asks if that's enough. And he brings up Victor and he asks if she blames Victor's Victor, sorry, (laughs) for, for all the ways that he ended up failing her, but she completely defends him and says like, he did all of that he could, which we've talked about. He didn't. Um, and he also apologized, like, with his dying breath for the things that he couldn't do. And, like, I understand what she's saying. Like, if he hadn't done anything, he probably would have been taken away from her, and it would have made her life worse. But, like, there are still some things that he could have done better. Yeah. We had a whole range about it last time. We did. Um, he tells her she should see herself the same way, and give herself some forgiveness basically which is true and that now they have a,
2: common people. <laughs> a camel now they have a camel
1: it's like a camel but it's a camel um now they have a common people to blame in both cases obviously the ascended, and she agrees with that um <laughs> She also says she guesses she should have pulled a knife on him this morning in the great in like the hall, um, if that's what'll make people believe in their agreement. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that this is more personal than just an agreement. And she disagrees with him, but then he starts rubbing her through her pants, and you're like, "Whoa, <laughs>
2: this uh, just the, took a the, turn." The, I'm sorry, the poor horse. <laughs> Getting so wet. <laughs> oh no. uh, Ew. my! Uh,
1: and he says, like last night didn't seem very impersonal either, which I think is kind of a dick move because, like, they agreed that that was pretending, that wasn't real
2: life. <laughs> also,
0: he like begged her for that. He was like, "Please, just let me, just let me take it away. Like, please." Blech. Let me help yeah. you. So, like, so, she was doing you a favor, pal.
1: <laughs> right? Um, so she ends up elbowing him the stomach. In the stomach. Also on a
2: horse. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I think,
1: <sighs> yeah, I think Delano yells at them not to have a fight on a horse, which you're like, yes, <laughs> really, no, Please, this yeah. is not reasonable. Yeah. Um, but he's just happy, like, she's back to herself now. and he also tells her like people who are getting or like going to get married and, and are like in love are passionate in everything they do and like they fight and they make up and all relationships are different and maybe like the punching and stabbing isn't great and like when and if she leaves I think he says if, if she leaves and she's like wait what do you mean and he's like I mean when Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah she leaves him. She should find a mate where, like, that isn't the norm. Like, they aren't mm-hmm. actually punching and stabbing
2: each
1: other all the time. What? And then sh- just kisses and promises upheld. Because, like, obviously, he didn't uphold his promises. And he says that's what she deserves and not like what she gets from him. So,
2: mm-hmm. he has a bit of
1: shit going on, too. But she kind of just feels weird having him talk about her with someone else so easily. And you're like, that's what you're taking out of this? Like, he just feels like he he's too shitty to be with you. That's, like, mm-hmm. clearly what he's saying here. Um, but she asked him about being in love before, because he had said in the last book, I think, that he was. Um, and she asks, like, what happened. And he just says that she's gone. And she feels his pain like, a wave, and she kind of realizes that, like, his constant pain and grief isn't just for for his brother. It's also this woman he loved, Mm -hmm. and she kind of thinks, like, I guess he told her that he lost his brother, and then a few years later, his best friend. Which Was it even a few years later? I don't understand that. I don't either. But it makes him wonder if the best friend was this Shea woman that she heard about from Alistair, which is Alistair's daughter. Yep. Um, Sounds right. It could easily be. Um, so she goes to take his pain away, but he asks her not to because it's a reminder for him. Hmm. Just kind of cheesy. Yeah. Unnecessary. Like, take my pain away, please. I'd love to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Know.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine if somebody could, like, just with a touch, just take away your anxiety?
2: Please, I would be a completely different person. <laughs> this podcast would be over. <laughs> <laughs> We'd leave our house. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd spend time outside, you know,
2: just to be just living just, my best life. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> um,
1: so she asks if um it's this person that he loved died because of the ascended and he says that everything bad in his life happened because of the ascended
2: and Ooh.
1: she's kind of just like "But i'm tied to the ascended
2: and,
0: and he doesn't respond
2: for like days i know <laughs> it's wild i'm
1: like this is why she doesn't think you like her you absolute ass like like huh. it's too long it's so awkward
0: yeah like yeah it's it's
1: wild Yeah. um she starts to kind of think about like the only other thing that the ascendant have left to take from him is his life because they've and that really starts to affect her.
0: And, and I mean, Kieran, his parents, yeah, his kingdom. Her. Yeah. Like, there's more stuff. There's a ton of stuff.
1: This is where her brain went. Yeah. She's like, Him dying, that would make me sad. <laughs> like, one day I'm gonna leave, and then I'm gonna be sad anyway. And you're like, I guess, yeah, her leaving is kind of like him dying. <laughs> In that, like, they won't be able to talk to each other anymore because there's no cell phones, but, like...
0: Send him a carrier pigeon!
1: <laughs> yeah, he'll still be alive. It'll almost probably be worse because then he'll, like, actually fall in love with someone else, and mm-hmm. then her heart will be doubly broken. Yeah.
0: And, like, can you imagine if they cross paths and, like, that <laughs> awkward phase when you run into an ex and, like, they're with their new girlfriend or wife and family, and it's like. And
1: they're so happy and yeah. she's going to be depressed and still sad. Yeah. She's picturing right now. Mm-hmm. For three days while he doesn't talk to her <laughs> and they travel. It's so
2: weird.
0: I, I wouldn't be able to take the silence. No. Mm-hmm. I'd be like,
2: talk she to didn't. me! i really talking. Yeah.
1: Cuz like they're sitting on one horse every day. Yeah. During this. And they sleep holding each other for warmth cuz it's cold.
0: Yeah. Like I I'm not No, I wouldn't. I literally would be like, "Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Can you talk <laughs> to me, please?"
1: Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: if that would get a reaction,
1: I would go there. she has her nightmares every night and they're different and she doesn't understand them. So, obviously, her mother's wounds, the rhyme, the smoke and not the fog. Like, there's a lot of signs here that I'm assuming it's gonna come up eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, wakes her up each night and, like, before she can scream and, like, get predators towards them, which she's <laughs> doing. <can.
0: laughs> so, I cannot imagine a predator coming towards a scream, like if, an animal predator now,
1: uh, yeah, speaking
2: of non <laughs>
1: which are still animals though, but are also human <laughs> she uh they're going through um the woods one day, and she notices rope symbols. That looked like the rocks in the blood forest in the last book. And if you'll remember the last book, I was talking about this. And I was like, I don't think this ever comes back up. And it's so weird. (laughs) Anyway, it comes back up. I just forgot about it. Um, But there's ropes and they're like in a circle. And then there's a line through it. I don't know which way the line is. But they get close enough. And there's a lot of these around. But the line is actually made with a bone. So amazing. It's a rope and a bone, and, like, the other ones were made in the shapes of rocks, um, but... How can you be made in the shape of a rock? Like, they use rocks to make the shape. Oh, okay. A with a line it, yes. Oh, okay. Or they didn't, like, carve out a rock. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Sorry, that was confusing.
0: <laughs>
1: which, is, which is just me
0: today. No, I was thinking yes. that they, like, made a rope and bone into the shape of a rock. And I'm like, what's it? I was talking about the one in the woods. I'm like, (laughs) what's the shape of a rock? Like, rocks are all different (laughs)
1: shapes.
2: (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) What's the shape
1: of a rock? Um, So, obviously, Castile and Kieran have noticed these two, and Castile gives her a crossbow, and he tells her that this is apparently the Dead Bones clan, and they are people that live outside of the and, like, aren't under the Ascendants' control. And most of them live in this area, but they used to live in the blood forest and in other places, but they've kind of come here. Um, so it's it's just interesting that there are people that aren't under the Ascendants' rule that are living out here, but also they're very clearly something, which we'll get to in a short while. Um, but he tells her that they kill anyone they see as a threat, and usually they end up avoiding them when they're going through these woods, but obviously not today, and they are attacked. Um, I kind of assume that these guys come up again, because it just seems weird that this is, like, sprinkled in the two books and there's an attack here. Like There has to be something. firing arrows at them and Castile is hit and he's thrown off the horse and like he already has two arrows in his back from that like he's
2: just like, shot <laughs>
1: but he's like completely fine and gets back up um obviously poppy can't control the horse because she doesn't know how to ride a horse and the horse is spooked so she gets thrown off and then delano grabs her horse and like jumps on it while holding his own and brings them both into Kieran follows him in his woven form, and Castile pulls Poppy after them. Um, Castile gets shot again and says it's getting annoying. And then he catches an arrow in his hand, which is, like, such a hot move. I don't care. It's not possible. I just love it. Love it. And he tells the people shooting at them that it's not their lucky day since they've ruined his cloak. And that kind of, like, snaps Poppy out of it. She was kind of, like, overwhelmed. Read about Castile because he was shot three times, but now she's like, "Oh, he's making jokes; he's probably fine." So she starts aiming her crossbow and shooting, and Castile's like jumping from tree to tree and grabbing them and throwing them down to uh, Delano, who's in woven form and is basically just killing them. Love so it. They're starting to kill them all. Um, Poppy ends up being grazed by an arrow in the arm, and then she fires at someone, and then. Someone with a mask is running towards her, and she doesn't really have enough time to get an arrow in the crossbow enough to like shoot him before he comes over and knocks the crossbow out of her with a cl- out of her hands with a club. His mask is made of skin. So they really they kill people and then they eat them and they also use their skin. It's it's uh it's something.
0: I mean it's resourceful, <laughs> no waste. It's nose to tail. It's nose to tail <laughs> cooking.
1: It's true. Um, he. But he also. Uh, he I just
0: want out. to add that neither of us condone cannibalism. We're just joking.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a joke. We we're not. We don't actually think you should. Kill people, eat them, and then use their skin.
1: You should use every piece of the body.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes this part even worse, now that we've said that. (laughs) Because
1: this dead bones man person makes a very unnecessary joke, in my opinion, about her sucking his dick. I just I know he's a bad person because he's going to kill them. Yeah, I need him to be like made sexist
0: on top of it. Yeah,
1: and then he says like her face is a mess, but her mouth looks just fine. What?
2: Just like
1: that's not. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. But like it, it clearly pisses her off, which I guess is good.
0: Is I mean, it commentary on the on society and how women are perceived? No, I know. I agree with you. We already think they're monsters. Because you um, kill people, eat them, and wear their faces. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> um.
1: So she ends up grabbing her knife, because it's, I think, still on her thigh, and he keeps asking what kind of bitch she is, because, like, obviously, obviously he's seen the Wolven, and he knows that Castile's Atlantean because he's not dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's actually mortal or like what's going on with her. And she just stabs him like up into his chin, like vertically, yeah. Yeah. And says, I'm this kind of bitch. I love it. I know me too. I love it. But he dies and lands right on top of her, which is (laughs) (laughs) She's like starting to push him off, but Castile comes over and pulls him off. And he's very worried about Poppy being injured. But she's more worried about, like, the three-plus arrows that are still sticking out of him.
0: But, like, also, he still hasn't spoken to her for three days.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. (laughs) Um, But he ends up tearing a piece of his cloak to cover her wound so that it doesn't get infected. And, like, he obviously can't get infections. But he also just, like, stands there and is looking at her and looking at her wound. And his pupils are giant. And he's just not finding. (laughs)
2: happening.
1: <laughs> um uh, Kieran then he comes over and like what's going on? And like Poppy looks over at
2: him shocked. Like, oh, because <laughs> he's naked. <laughs> I love that
1: part so much. She's like full-on scandalized by it. She's like, why are you naked? And he's like, I changed into a woman. Like, what do you want from <laughs> me? But Cass starts like getting back to himself again and, his arrows out of himself which is gross and painful um but he needs to take them out to heal. yeah and they basically start their journey on again and when the coast like when the coast kind of seems clear and like they don't fear for their lives anymore poppy starts to ask about the dead bones clan and like why they would attack them like they're not craving like kind of say that like they attacked anybody that comes around them and they were likely hungry and someone makes a comment that they probably wanted a cloak out of the wolf and spur which is not surprising pretty gross sure but like well i mean i guess if
0: they wear people's faces if they wear yeah. skin on their face i guess it's not much of a stretch to want to skin the person as a wolf
1: starts to kind of fall asleep in Castile's arms and she asks him if it bothers him to be so close to someone who represents the Ascended and he says he would do anything for his brother and that she's also part Atlantean so that helps but so she's clearly it's been three days since the comment that she like came from she's been stewing about that since then Yes, because he didn't say anything and now she's like Falling asleep, leaned against him, and she's like, "Sorry, that <laughs> I represent the ascended." Like, yeah, how can you be near me? I hate myself. basically yeah. it's been three days of this, and you haven't said anything. And he's just like, "I'd do anything for my brother," which has nothing to do with her. But like, I mean, so, 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 but
0: that just insinuates I would get as close to to you as possible for my brother. Yeah, like, but it's like I am
1: repulsed by you. Yes. But I'm doing
0: this for my brother. Like
1: exactly, that is
0: not what you say to comfort
1: someone. No, and you're like, you're like, of course, there's a miscommunication trope in this book because he's he's being such an ass here. Yeah, but like, like this, he does say, "Oh, she's part Atlantean," so that helps. But you're like, that dismisses everything about her. How do you not <laughs> see that? Yeah, like this is so wild.
0: But like, also, I find too that like. This is not miscommunication. Like, to me, this is him admitting he finds her repulsive.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This part isn't miscommunication, but, like, the whole...
0: Thing. Yes, I understand what you're saying. The whole book is based on them not telling each other how they feel.
1: But, like, this makes it 100% seem like he hates her. Yes! And is repulsed by her. Yes! And I, I completely understand why she's like, Ah uh, yes, I'm falling in love with him, and he hates me. Yeah, but yeah, he fucking does. He just said he's repulsed by you. Yeah, he do. He'd get close to anybody to save his brother,
2: including you. Of, like a piece
1: of scum. Like <laughs> 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 you're disgusting. Run away!
2: Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is great.
1: they get to um what's called stygian bay and it's apparently the gateway to the temples of eternity and it's where rain one of the gods sleeps below its surface um which because they say all the gods are asleep right now so rain is apparently sleeping at the bottom of this lake
2: below its surface
0: (laughs) get it rain (laughs) that's good I did. Uh, I know you guys can't see me, but like I did, like <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Like raindrops, rain
1: fingers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <I like it. laughs> um, yeah. Also, this is where what they call Pompeii is, uh, but it spells a little differently. Like everything else in this book is spelled a little differently to make it hard to type in, because it's not correct. <laughs> But Pompeii is apparently the last Atlantean stronghold. And it's like the town that they're going to get to next. And Castile tells her that no ascended wanted to rule this far east. So like they ended up burning down all of Pompeii and Cess's end to the ground. And they fed on every mortal living in those places. So like they either died or became craven. He says like him and his men buried all 656 of them. After they were just left out wherever they had died to
0: so. i can I just say that like so uh the Atlantia is a play on atlantis, lost city, Pompeii is the Italian city of Pompeii, which is also like an abandoned like ruined city, like covered in lava, so it's just interesting how um j l a is taking like these names of. These like famously, like these sort of like these famous cities that are no longer inhabited, obviously, um, and then like repurposing them. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Just that's all.
1: Yeah. No, it, I get, I get the parallels. It's just when you're typing them, you're like, why is <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a. Um, you can you can see why she did. I don't really understand after everything she's heard she's still super shocked by like them like killing everybody here and ruining the places because nobody wanted to rule this far east and it's just like I'm not surprised I don't Mm -hmm. I don't really understand why she's so surprised I think it's maybe like finally seeing with your eyes the proof of it and like the graves and stuff like I think that's what might get her. But it it doesn't sound surprising to me that they did this after everything
2: we learned. No
1: no. Um, I'm not shocked just, like, either.' shocked by the atrocities and it's just interesting. Cause I'm like I guess it's kind of like the nail that finally had to hit it all home maybe because like she has yeah. her whole life thinking one thing.
0: so But like I also love that doesn't like Delano or, or Nail or somebody say like, I'm glad that I'm still shocked by this because, like, it means I'm not like them.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So, like, yeah, when you become numb to the violence, like, that is that is when it becomes a problem.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. And obviously, if I were to see something like that in person, I would not be shocked. It's also a book, so it's completely different. I'm not yeah.
2: saying,
1: like, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked by atrocities like that. I'm just saying it's not surprising. Children and stuff that they would just be like "Mm, we don't want to rule there let's
0: kill everybody Yeah.
1: Um, Pompeii and Spes's end are like far enough east that like the normal citizens of Solus won't end up there and like they would never stumble upon the destruction or according to Nail the rebuilding that's happening as well Mm. so like nobody ever comes out here which is I guess ideal Um, they end up getting to Spes's end Excited young wolven named Beckett and a young Atlantean boy named Quinton meet them and Castile like introduces her to them as his fiance. Um and Castile and Kieran are surprised that there are young people there. Um so I guess normally he says like there's about a hundred of them there, and they're normally older and trade Atlanteans that have moved here because mm-hmm. they be ready in case the ascendants do come there and attack them. They want trained and the dance to be there. Um and it's odd to have somebody so young. But he says that they're like going through the culling. Have recently gone through the culling. And you're like, Poppy's going through the culling. So these young kids are likely Poppy's age or old.
0: I but like it's funny though, because later on in this section, not this section, but I think in the next section, maybe even the last one, uh, I a hundred percent remember. I don't know if it's Kieran or if it's Poppy just thinking it to herself. Oh, it's Kieran that tells her. I think, um, that Woven. So I don't know about Quentin, because I don't know if Quent. I think Quentin is just Atlantean, right? He's not Woven. Yeah. So, but um, Beckett. Up is like way older than Poppy because it says like woven age very very slowly. Like it takes, it takes like thirty forty years for them to reach like, like a, adulthood. We'll say so like he's maybe he just went through the culling, but like he's still very much a child. Uh, okay, that makes sense. So like he's way older. So like but ha- but if you're going through the culling at nineteen and they're saying he's just going through the culling, then he would be Poppy. So I don't know if that's a continuity thing or if maybe they just didn't explicitly say that Beckett... Do,
1: do Wolven go through the
0: culling? I have no idea.
1: I guess that's the other question. Maybe they're just talking about, like, Quinton
0: is going through his... Culling. Maybe. So, like, he's, like, 19.
1: Yeah, so he's Poppy's age. Yeah. Like, it's weird because, because he seems... This book.
0: He seems like... A little, not in charge, but like kind of in charge, a little bit to me.
1: He just seemed very young to me. Hmm. He's like leading them to their room and super yeah
2: excited. Well, I guess
1: just seems he seems young to me. And you're like, because they're talking about how young they are, and they're surprised young people are there. And you're like, does Castillo do realize that Poppy is also that same age? Like she's also a baby. Are we overlooking this? <laughs> Castile might be overlooking this. Yeah.
0: Um. Also, maybe. do you love it when the main character guy is like 200 years old and the girl is
1: 19? It's my favorite. <laughs> it's
2: my favorite trope ever. Uh, it's not as
0: bad as Akatar, though. No. Because <laughs> Reese is like 600, 500, yep. maybe.
2: It's something, man. It's
0: something. Still my favorite book.
1: Well, it's the same. It's all all
0: Oh, yeah!
1: You're right. Like even, TOG is like it, too. Even CC is like it. Is it? She's older, but he's, like, hundreds of years old. Right?
0: Nice. Do you know what I think it is? I think by the time dudes mature, <laughs> to match with a female's maturity, that's how old they need to be. Hundreds. Of years. <laughs> hundreds of years old.
1: Brings them to like some beautiful rooms and they like talk about showers, which are a thing in Atlantia but not in Solis So, like, there are no showers here, but when they get to Atlantia, she'll be able to have a shower. It's something she doesn't believe is real.
0: Yeah, I like how he explains it though. He's like, it's a warm rain that comes from the top of yeah. the ceiling, and I'm like, yeah, it's about right. It is about
2: right. It can also be cold if you want. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs>
1: So Castile then checks her wounds and then just like runs away from her basically. And you're like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> like, you 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 don't want her to think that she hates you? Yeah. So she just like cleans herself and goes to bed and she's thinking about like all of the graves and like how shitty the ascended are and like she's really starting to process it all for real, I think, because like there's been a lot of change in the but she falls asleep, and I kind of hate this trope, too. She wakes up on the hard bed, and she's like, I don't remember the bed being this hard when I fell asleep. It was comfortable.
2: Why is the bed so hard now? Like, you know it's a body. I just don't feel like bodies. And then
1: she's like, and the bed is wrapped around me.
2: Beds don't wrap
1: around <laughs> you. Anyway, the bed also has its hand on her bare thigh. Um, no, I don't think she actually said that. <laughs> but
2: <laughs>
1: obviously Castillo is what she's lying on. Yeah. And he has his hand on her bare thigh. And this has caused like the robe she's wearing to like open on the bottom and yeah. she's not wearing anything
0: underneath. She had to wear a bathrobe to bed.
1: Yes, she mm. has no clothes. Which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. Um, she could have just been naked, it would have been fine. Yeah. But okay. Um and so his thigh is pressed like right up into her apex. <laughs> as we like to call just it. call it a clitoris and move on. <laughs> um <laughs> And she's, like, super turned on, but she's just thinking of him as Hawk in this moment. And she thinks of all the ways he has and he can pleasure her. And you're like, whoa, (laughs) this is getting intense. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's just watching him sleep, and she's, like, wondering at his beauty and how she didn't notice that he wasn't mortal, because, like, mortals don't she kind of wonders if like he can even find her attractive at all because like which is super real
2: valid
1: she's 100% she's mortal she's been told her entire life how ugly she is yeah. because of her scars yeah. and how she would have been so beautiful if she didn't have the scars so like obviously she is insecure i'm surprised this hasn't come up way before it been
0: real plus he essentially told her he finds her awful and hates he the sh- fact that she's associates with the ascended, like
2: right like it's yeah i'm surprised she, she can
0: manage this much
1: yeah like i would just i yeah you just feel so disgusted about yourself that you'd be like i can't beat her on anymore because i'm such a lump. but she thinks of the night in the forest when he like got her off and how he didn't want any pleasure himself, mm. and she knows it's because there's no way he can ever want her back. And that's sad. I understand why she feels that way. Um, so she tries to move away from him to like fix her her robe and make herself clothed, but her moving wakes him up, and he rolls her under him and puts a hand on her throat, and his pubic Pupils are like so dilated that you can barely see any color at all, and he like growls at her, and she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. So he's very clearly not himself. Yeah. Um. She tries to fight him off and like a hold on her neck, but he pins her arm, and he sm- he like visibly smells her, and then he starts to like move down her body. So and like, growls again. so like, do
0: we think that like? She was turned on earlier, and so then he smelled that she was turned on.
1: 100%.
0: And then so instead of the angry, err, we get the sensual, err.
1: <laughs> yes, that's what we get. Um, so she gets the dagger that's under her pillow now, and she puts it to his throat, and he stills, but she says that like he's still looking at her like she's prey he's gonna devour her Uh, and she reaches out with her like power and she can just feel that he is starving and like she kind of relates because like she's gone days without eating because um the duke was punishing her Mm -hmm. and she knows that starving feeling and it's like it's it's bad but she can also tell that he's also horny (laughs) woo And she remembers that Atlanteans need Atlantean blood because this is what they talked about. Like, that's likely why the Ascended want her because she has Atlantean blood. Um, And she doesn't know how often that Castile has fed. um, And, like, he fed a bit from her a few days ago. So she says a few days, and I'm like, well, it took you, like, almost a week to get here, and it was before that. So it's, it's at least... a. A while but Castile was stopped there because of the knife at his throat, mm-hmm. but then like she isn't doing anything, so he just starts to go lower. And she says, Her hand spasms on the knife, and she drops it mm-hmm. like as he starts to basically eat her out. And she says, He's ravenous and quick, whereas like last time he was gentle and like
0: whatever, he built her up slowly. And gradually um, yeah
1: um, and she comes with a scream of course mm-hmm. and then the terrace doors fly open and Kieran bursts in saying that he heard the scream but then he realizes it wasn't like
2: that kind <laughs> of scream
1: but then Castile turns to him and growls and he's like oh wait it kind it's of is <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Kieran tells Castile that he warned him that this would happen. And they're like, what would happen? What's going That one? he would
0: give her like a, a mind-altering climax that causes <laughs> her to <laughs> scream the house down. He warned him <laughs> that exactly. would happen?
2: He did warn <laughs> him. That um
1: then Kieran tells Poppy to get ready to run, but she can feel obviously Castile's emotions, and she's worried because like she can feel that He's going to attack like, take attack, Kieran, and he wants to kill him at this moment. Um, and the only thing she can think to do is, like, push her happy feelings into him, like she does when she's kind of, like, taking pain away. Um, and she, so she does that and tells him that it's okay. And his body jerks, and Poppy can feel his emotions start to change, and, like, his regular sadness comes back, and his, sh- and, like, overwhelming shame comes back. And his eyes start to look amber again. And he looks her in the eyes. (coughs) And he says, (laughs) (laughs) Honeydew.
2: Sir, this is not the time! (laughs) Like,
1: this is super problematic. You just did this basically against her will. There was no consent. (laughs) It's against his will, likely, because, like, he wasn't even in the right state either. Like, this is so (laughs) wrong on so many different letters, letters, (laughs) levels. And, uh, then he says, sorry, covers
2: her body up, and just walks out the terrace floor. (laughs) That's it. That's where we end. (laughs) I can't stop. Like,
1: this is this is just so cringy. Yes. Like,
0: guys, if anyone doesn't know, there's a really big thing about honeydew in the fandom, right? So like people take pictures of the of the of the book with honeydew, of themselves sure, with I, I know I did you too. did.
1: <laughs> For our Instagram. I did take a picture
0: with honeydew. Yeah. But it wasn't problematic in the first book either, right? Because he just ate her out normally and then was like, you taste like honeydew, which is still problematic. But like,
2: it's just like, why? Yeah. Why do we have to ruin honeydew?
0: (laughs) And also like, real women, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't have a ton of experience. I don't really know what women taste like. But I feel like I can, yeah, I feel like I can safely say we don't taste like honeydew. So, like, maybe a little bit more realism.
1: Yeah. Would, and, I, would, like, I know I kind of went on a rant on it in the first book. Because I'm like, it's just, it's perpetuating this, like, yes. thing that women need to smell and taste good. When, like... Men don't. Where's that about men? Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm, I... It's not about how you taste or smell anyway. It's about the pleasure. So, like, why can't that be the focus? Why do we have to go off on this honeydew thing? Also... That was inappropriate. (laughs) Did he just, I wonder, like, he doesn't black out, I don't think, when he's in that state. No, I wouldn't say. Because, like, I could see if he blacked out in that state, came back to himself, and then he was like, I taste honeydew on my tongue. I taste honeydew, that would be like, oh, shit, I clearly did something. Yeah. Like, I could understand that. But this is like, do you need to tell Kieran that she tastes like honeydew? Is that really? Do we need to do that right now? (laughs)
0: That's embarrassing. I mean, I feel like we're already peak embarrassment anyway, just for the fact that, like, he walked in on her, like, post, like, very, very post climax. Like, can you imagine, like, your your, like, your significant other... Yes! (laughs) He's still down there! Yeah. Nosing around! Nosing around. Now, like... Yeah, I just, it is, like, I would, oh my god, words, I would say that the consent is sketchy on both sides for this.
2: Yes. Like,
0: I wouldn't say, like, because she actually reiterates next week that, like, if she didn't want it to have happened, it would not have happened.
2: Which I
1: appreciate her thinking, but also, he can overpower her in three seconds, Yeah. I don't think that is true. If he were actually gone, like, if he, if he couldn't come back from it, if he were actually, if he wanted to and she didn't want to, there is nothing she could have done because he's an Atlantean yeah. and so much stronger. Yeah. I, I appreciate her thinking and saying, like, thinking that, I guess, but it's not physically possible for her to stop it. No. So I, I don't, think that we can hang everything on that and i think that's an issue with like consent in the writing and i understand that the author is trying to be like it's fine but it is it is yeah
0: and then too like his whole like the fact it it almost makes it seem like i don't know like he's like in his alpha male like like primitive state and like yeah i don't know like just it's like
1: it's not yeah which is like to say anything like i i read books that have consent issues and i enjoy them <laughs> so i'm not saying there's anything wrong with writing like that but it just feels like we're trying to say that there was consent here when i don't think there is yeah anyway that's an issue for, Who knows? Nobody. I don't know. let us know
0: what you guys think <laughs> send us a message on facebook or instagram and tell us like do you think that was consent Problematic, or do you think it's fine? Too much into yeah, did it just get y'all hot and bothered? We don't actually need to know that if you don't want to tell us. <laughs> that might be a TMI question. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but still, like, let us know.
1: Let
2: us know whatever you want to let us know. Yeah,
0: go as far as you. Okay, no, maybe don't go as far as you want. There's yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yes,
2: we don't need to know. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That wraps up for
2: this.
1: <laughs> um, if you do want to get in touch with us <laughs> and share your thoughts on anything you heard in any of our episodes, or if you have any book suggestions, please reach out to us by email at gmail.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter
2: at copyhulli. Uh
0: So next week we will be reading chapters twenty-three to thirty-four of A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. So or. I like to call it Akafaf. Make sure to follow along. And if you're enjoying our chats, don't forget to follow, rate, and review wherever you get our content. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you on the next page.